Today's podcast is brought to you by drinkers like you. To help support the show, visit patreon.com slash have a drink show. I, I think someone's trying to tell me something. When we were picking topics, I somehow ended up with diet soda. Do I sound fat? You can tell us at feedback at have a drink. Never mind. Uh, we're talking about diet sodas today. Um, mostly what makes them diet, which are artificial sweeteners and holy crap there are a lot of them um there's also a lot of conflicting information about how safe they are and we probably aren't qualified to weigh in but we are qualified to have a drink i mean i think i'm more husky than Welcome to Have a Drink, the show where you learn along with us about what you drink. I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. And holy crap, this episode is long, so let's get to it. Caught her off guard. I feel like I should have just like... What do you get for a diet thing for sounders, you know? <laughs> I'm just realizing, like, that's not accurate in the least. I was thinking about I... it earlier, and for some reason I wanted to go with Farva, and I'm like, no, it's just liter cola. Yeah. I don't know. There's not a lot of... It's got to be something about a fresca. Yeah. Mm. Oh, oh, ah, what's the movie where they, like, there's a big deal? Do one of a fresca. Caddyshack. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, missed opportunity. Yeah. We'll fix it in post. <laughs> yeah. Leave all this in. <laughs> it won't be fixed. Yeah. Just Brittany staring at me, ready to murder me. <laughs> anyway. Um, yeah. No. Uh, we're going to do a lot of talk about artificial sweeteners today. Just a lot of them. They go in our drinks. They go in our blood. Mm. Saccharin uh, is noted as the first artificial sweetener. Outside of the toxic led to acetate, uh, and the <laughs> first product sweet, mm. and you don't gain weight. Corpses tend not to. <laughs> <laughs> Dead men gain no pounds. Is that, is that the slogan for this episode? <laughs> <laughs> is that be, it is now. They're going to be at Disneyland now. The skull on Pirates of the Caribbean. Dead men gain no pounds. <laughs> uh, well, uh, anyway, it was also the first to offer a, offer a cheap alternative to cane sugar. 
Uh, and while most of science is a long, careful process of controlled experiments to find results, uh, to uh, find results and you know, and answers to questions, sometimes it owes a lot to people who just not doing their jobs properly and just stumbling into discovery. You know, the opposite of uh, Sir Francis Bacon. Look, we're going to see the same story happen a lot of times to the point that I don't think there's an artificial sweetener that wasn't made, wasn't found by accident. Is it just Groundhog Day with a different chemical? Yeah, it really is. So, saccharin was discovered in 1878 or 79, somewhere ish in there, in a small lab at the Johns Johns Hopkins University. Uh, the lab belonged to Professor of Chemistry and uh, all-around chemical boffin, Ira uh, Remsen. By the way, uh, a big chunk of this is coming from uh, 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 Today I Found Out, they did an article about this exact story we're doing. Uh, so, thank you, Simon. Uh, <laughs> thanks, thanks, fact boy. <laughs> uh, anyway, uh, uh, Remsen was, a, uh, was hired by the H.W. Perot import firm in 1877, primarily so the firm could use, uh, could loan the use of his lab to the young Russian chemist and sugar nerd Constance Falberg. Falberg. Falberg? Falberg. Uh, I feel like there should be an extra R in there somewhere, but mm-hmm. there isn't. Uh, the H.W. Perot company wanted Falberg to test the purity of the shipment of sugar they had impounded by, uh, by the U.S. using Remsen's lab. Falberg happily agreed uh, and continued uh, to uh, oh, sorry, and conducted the tests. After he finished, Falberg continued to work in Ramson's lab on various things, such as uh, developing coal tar derivatives. Yeah, exciting stuff. Yum. Uh, on the moment to stay in question, after working in the lab, Falberg was at home, about to tuck uh, about to uh, tuck into his uh, into his meal. That's a weird phrase for that. Uh, when he noticed that uh, the bread roll he had just taken a bite of tasted incredibly sweet. After ruling out the possibility of the bed being made that way, Falberg came to the conclusion that he must have accidentally spilled a chemical onto his hands. Rather than immediately sticking his finger down his throat and throwing up and then rushing to the hospital, Falberg reportedly became positively excited uh, at the thought of a new discovery. <laughs> yes, the first non-toxic artificial sweetener was disco- discovered because the scientist didn't wash his hands after getting chemicals all over them. Not unlike how LSD was discovered. Uh, <laughs> Uh, you will find this to be something of a recurring theme today. Uh, at this point, Falberg didn't know uh, which of the many chemicals worked uh, had been working. He had been working on that day had caused the sweet taste he experienced. Got to taste no, them all. With no alternative in, in mind, he resorted to going back to his lab and tasting every chemical on his desk. For science! <laughs> Damn science, y'all nasty. Uh, in any event, uh, Falberg eventually discovered the source of the sweet chemical, a beaker filled with sulfobenzic acid, phosphorus chloride, chloride, and ammonia. This deadly-sounding cocktail had boiled over earlier in the day, creating benzic sulfonide, uh, a compound Falberg uh, was familiar with, but had never had the reason to try shoving into his mouth before that day. <laughs> sure. Uh, he quickly pinned uh, a paper with uh, Rimson to describe the compound and the methods of creating it. Published in eight, uh, 1879, the paper listed both Rimson and Falberg as the compound's creators. 
However, just a few short years after, uh, after realizing the compound's massive commercial potential, Falberg changed his mind and patented uh, uh, saccharin in 1886. He listed himself as the sole creative mind behind it. So I'm, I'm more inclined to believe our running gag of how did human beings first consume alcohol? And we've always joked, like, well, you know, that that whole, like, took took cavemen sitting around. There's just, like, a, you know, a jar of fruit or nasty mush would have been a mash, like, Mm -hmm. in brewing terms, sitting there open top fermenting, and then someone drinks it. And we were always like, that's gross. How could it, that can't be how it happened. Pruno. It's, no, that's exactly what happened. It was just... It was, it was, Pruno is the closest thing I think you can get to caveman drunk. Or the f- fruit fermenting. Like, yeah. Fresh fruit just fermenting for whatever reason. I mean, maybe cavemen were cracking open, uh, uh, wild, May- <laughs> wild yeast beers. I now, I, like, I am concerned for that apartment we were in. <laughs> Not because, like, nothing about the apartment. That just goes to show you how much urban artifact I was consuming and how poor ventilation was in there when we bring a tray of fresh fruit home. Oh, yeah. It shares a refrigerator for less than two days and is begins to ferment. Mm-hmm. It was a very tiny apartment, too. That didn't help. Uh, well, uh, Fallberg, by the way, had also applied for an earlier patent on the method of creating saccharin cheaply and efficiently in 1884. Uh, there is no agreed-upon consensus on who exactly came up with what in regards to saccharin. Uh, some sources say Ramsden uh, wanted to be listed as a co-discoverer purely because saccharin was discovered in his lab. Uh, this is supported by the fact that uh, it is noted that by the time uh, uh, Fallberg came onto the scene, Ramsden was president at the John Hopkins University and was, thus, absent from the lab most of the time. Uh, others claim Remsen was instrumental in the discovery, supported by the fact that earlier in his life he had published many papers on sulfobenzic uh, acids. Uh, as for what Remsen said was the matter, Fallberg is a scoundrel. It nauseates me to hear my name mentioned to the same breath with him. Wow. Regardless of Fallberg's new artificial, uh, artificial sweetener was advertised as non-fattening alternative to sugar uh, and was fairly successful in its own right, uh, right out of the bat in the States. Though it wouldn't be uh, until the sugar shortages of World War One that it became a widespread hit. Uh, the body doesn't metabolize saccharin, meaning that it has no caloric or nutritional value, uh, unlike sugar. And uh, for all you health-conscious types, no, it is not dangerous to humans. I wish this was the first time today that the sugar shortages of World War One had come up, but no, this is this is indeed not the first time. Well, by uh, 1907, saccharin was already widely used in sodas and canned goods, but most Americans had no idea it was in their food. Uh, as part of a sweeping uh, food and drug reform, Harvey Wiley, head of the chemical division of the U.S. Uh, Department of Agriculture, recommended saccharin be uh, recommended banning saccharin for po- uh, possibly being toxic. Uh, the person who got in his way was President Theodore Roosevelt, who was on a weight loss regimen that included a dose of saccharin prescribed by his doctor. Wow. Hell of a man to have in your way. <laughs> oh, my, I did not realize uh, him and Taft. Like, uh... Like- Fact Boy just did a biographics on Taft, and he did this whole thing, like because I mean they were the backbone of Bull Moose, 
Yeah. Then, well, they, 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 you know, they were the trust busting team. Yeah. And then, uh, when they ran against each other and how like gloves off brutal, the campaigns were against each other. Yeah. To the point that they didn't speak to one another again until both were out of public office. And you're just like, oof. <laughs> yeah. Wow. No. Uh, I mean, Roosevelt felt very betrayed by Taft, by Taft not, you know, doing as much work as Roosevelt would have liked. And Taft was getting real tired. Of, I mean, can you imagine Taft how exhausting getting... it must have been to be around Theodore Roosevelt for any length of time? He just basically started unwinding everything Roosevelt had done. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. We could talk about Theodore Roosevelt for a long, long time. Uh but we're not going to. The sweetener was eventually banned in 1912, uh, but the decision was reversed during World War One when sugar rations were necessitated uh, the use of saccharin as a substitute. Once the war was over, people uh, continued to enjoy calorie-free sweeteners. Because people don't like change. Hmm. All right, so today's topic, diet sodas. The introduction of a sweetener called... Oh, my God. Cyclamate? 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 I, I look. I have no actual idea. I'm just taking a stab. Cyclamato? Uh, no. Cyclamato. Cyclamate to the American market coincided with the diet soda boom of the 1950s. Cyclamate is what sweetened Tab and Diet Pepsi, mm-hmm. and what filled the iconic pink packets of Sweet and Low. Yeah. Th- so this is this is the stuff. So many people's jam. Mm, we'll get there. <laughs> so the substance was discovered in 1937 when a University of Illinois grad student working on a fever-reducing drug tasted something sweet on his finger during a smoke break. <laughs> yes, this is really how science works sometimes. I swear to God. Sir Francis Bacon rolling over in his <laughs> fucking grave. <laughs> Jesus, no standards anywhere. Uh, Just saying, even Nosferatu, uh, no, Nosferatu, uh, uh, Nostradamus knew to like wash his hands. He was a mystic. (laughs) That was cyclamate, a chemical that's 30 to 50 times sweeter than sugar. By 1963, cyclamate was America's favorite artificial sweetener, costing a tenth of the price of sugar. And with zero calories. Oh, boy. There's no downsides. Couldn't be a single downside ever. Just dump gallons and gallons into your food supply. First examples of sweet soda drinks that contained no or very little sugar started appearing in the 1950s and early 1960s. Those early products, no cow, by Kirsch Bottling, uh, Diet Right. Oh, God, I remember Diet Right. By Royal Crown Cola. That's By wild. RC Cola. Somehow it's, I remember the taste of that, actually. So it's hard to get that. That was a regional thing. Like, that wasn't, like, that was not even a full East Coast thing. I'm not surprised by this at all. Like, Royal Crown. And Royal Crown was, at that period in time, when they released it, that was, Nehi had jumped to Royal Crown and changed the company's name. Wow. Mm-hmm. So it, um, it's real weird. But they were I still can't making... think it, I can't hear knee high by the way without thinking of mash because that's Radar O'Reilly's favorite drink is the grape knee high. Huh. 
I my mom used to love the orange. My brain is just corrupted now, and I can't hear it without going, oh, it's it's a sexualized soda because it's supposed to make you think of knee-high stockings on a woman. Um, also true. Anyway. Oh, uh, At least it's not Fanta. It says uh, diet drink, yeah. The One Nazi, of Fanta. The Nazi soda. The Nazi drink. Yep. Uh, but yes, diet... Nazi land is good. You will Fanta if you could. <laughs> diet drink by Dr. Pepper. Like, was it just called diet drink? I guess. <laughs> all right. Hope so. Uh, we're all focused not to offer low-calorie drinks to general consumers, but to offer refreshments to diabetics. <laughs> Here, diabetics, you can have something, too. Oh, well, thank you. My pancreas isn't working. <laughs> However, because all those products were marketed locally, and they did not target the general population of dieters. The first success with any kind of diet soda drink happened in 1963 by none other than the Coca-Cola Company. Their first diet product was marketed as Tab, and it was the first drink of its type to become very popular across the U.S., leading Marty McFly to walk <laughs> into a diner in the 1950s for- and ask for a Tab. See, he would. He's only off by about you know a decade. Less less than less than a decade. That's 1963. Yeah. It was 1955. Yep. So uh, a decade. He missed that one. But, but still, also, I only think of Tab in the 80s. Yeah. yeah. But I, every time I think of Tab, I think of the Jonathan Colton song. Oh. See, I was thinking of uh, 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 80s robot from the Muppet movie that oh. with Jason Segel. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> Oh, comes yeah. out serving tab. I'm just like, God, I love this robot. <laughs> oh, God, the tab. Okay, today tab is sold in many countries in the world, but not U.S. territory. Coca-Cola Company has focused much more on Diet Coke, which was introduced in 1982. I mean, yeah, it is kind of a thing. After appearance of Coca-Cola's tab, other manufacturers quickly rushed to the market with their own diet drinks. Pepsi with Patio Diet Cola. It's a terrible name. That's all. Why would you name it Patio? How did, I only that, reason- how did that escape that like smoke filled, dank? They were okay. Room? So how did one? That- the only reason I, I even knew Patio was the name of it before was because of uh, uh, Mad Men. That's exactly uh, what was in my head. I was like, how did that escape? The second me? thing was because they were aiming it towards women. Mm. And they just went, where, where do women drink their sodas? On the patio? We'll call it patio. Mm. That's how I have to imagine that went down. Because that just seems like an unoriginal, you know, man in a room going, mm, what do the ladies like? Well, making me dinner. Uh, where where else can I have dinner? The patio. Old white God. men. God, they're the worst. <laughs> All right, well, uh, Pepsi with Patio Diet Cola, later renamed into current name Diet Pepsi, and Dr. Pepper with, uh, <laughs> with like uh, today, is known as Diet 7-Up. Diet 7-Up. It was called Like. Yeah. And it's now called Diet 7-Up. Why would... I okay. don't know. Uh, after its recipe was forcefully changed by the U.S. government uh, that banned cyclamate sweeteners. We're getting there. 
This change of the name into Diet 7-Up in 1979 forced Coca-Cola Company to introduce a new drink into the worldwide market, which they did in 1982 with Diet Coke. So, yeah, that's the reason I guess Diet Coke had to pop up is because they couldn't keep using uh, uh, using Cyclamate. I wonder why they they had to ban it. By 1968, Americans were consuming more than 17 million pounds of Cyclamate each year. That can't be good. That all came to a halt when the sweetener was proven to cause bladder cancer in rats, resulting in an immediate ban by the FDA that is still in effect. In response, Sweet and Low swiftly became a saccharin-based product. Yeah, we will get to it a little bit later, but... uh... This this bit here makes me think of a West Wing episode where uh, one of the the secretary, I think it's the the secretary for the chief of staff, is saying like, I know, uh, it's like they found this causes cancer in rats. They found this causes cancer in rats. Have we not considered that perhaps that rats just have cancer? <laughs> and they went, you know, I don't think we've quite ruled it out. <laughs> And that just makes me think of Aqua Teen Hunger Force with the the cow that they deep fried mm. and the udders explode. Yeah. And they're like, is that is that ranch dressing? They're like, oh, yeah, we force fed him uh, three kinds of cheese and ranch dressing. Ranch dressing, What yes. do you think he died of natural causes? <laughs> took more than a decade for the next big artificial sweetener to pick up with where Cyclamate left off in another accidental discovery. Mm. James uh, Schlatter, we're, we're going to go ahead and assume, uh, someone who does not wash their hands, <laughs> a research chemist, chemist for G.D. Cyril and company, uh, licked his fingers while developing uh. a new ulcer drug in 1965, and yes, tasted something mm. sweet. That was aspartame. Mmm. An amino acid compound, a uh, mixture of asper, asper, a- I want to say aspartic and aspartic acid and phenylalanine. Phenyl, phenylalanine, yes. Uh, Which is a um, pH indicator that you use and by itself will tear you up. <laughs> I, I, I knew that I've seen that name of a yeah. chemical before and the way you were saying it was like a pH I was like, that does uh, that does seem like why I think it sounds familiar when I did um, in high school science club whatever anyway it, it, we did experiments on eggshells and did a, um, mm. a titration and that yes. was what told you that it made it I, above the I was going to say like, when you said science like it's the stuff from like doing like titrations See, That's it. everyone else is doing titrations and all this stuff. I swear to God, all we were doing in our chemistry class was making moonshine. Hey, Chris, <laughs> you just had to stay after to get the good stuff. <laughs> but also, Apparently, I didn't stay late in the day for the tastings. <laughs> but also, that's some good chemistry right there. <laughs> yeah. Uh, anyway, that mixture uh, is 200 times sweeter than sugar. Yeah, that's the thing with a lot of these. That like they're like, oh, look how how like a little bit will do you on this. 
<laughs> so sweet. Uh, Sucralose, uh, which was later marketed as Splenda, was created in 1976 when scientists found a way to molecularly bond sucrose molecules with chlorine. Yes, yes. chlorine. Ah, <laughs> oh, that household <laughs> chemical. Everyone keeps a jug under the sink. Mm. <laughs> it's fine. It's, I Look, sometimes you mix ammonia and bleach. Another anecdote, um, my middle school was next to, it was either a storage or production facility for chlorine, and in, along with our tornado drills and fire drills, we had to do chlorine drills. In case Water plant. The, yeah, in case the plant had a yeah. leak of the chlorine. Basically, it was get as high in the bleachers as you can yeah. and hope the chlorine cloud doesn't get that high. Escape the cloud. That, that, that was all it was. It was just like, escape God. the cloud. And I'm like, I don't know. I'll just die. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Oh, God. What, what is wrong with us? Uh, one researcher was asked to test the chlorinated compound, but misheard and requested... Uh, Miss her really? request and tasted instead. Sure. Yep. God. The research, I... He survived. And in so doing, paved the way to a product that is about 600 times sweeter than sugar. I just feel like that should be a red flag. Like, you probably shouldn't <laughs> be eating that. I don't know. Uh, there's There are some potential health issues we're going to get to in the com- upcoming section. Unlike the artificial sweeteners that came before it, sucralose is partially metabolized by the body, which means it does deliver calories. Also, unlike the others, it's heat-stable, which means you can bake with it. Huh. But we, mm, let's, let's, we're going to circle back here in a second. <laughs> Thus, Splenda has replaced NutraSweet as the most widely consumed sugar substitute on the market. For now. For now. The, the search for the next big artificial sweetener is already on with scientists all across the world not washing their hands <laughs> and then putting them in their mouths like savages. The, the I, idea is uh, one of these is going to turn out to give you bladder cancer, so we might as well have a replacement ready to go. But uh, including well, these is a promising compound called neotame. Which was recently approved. Like two years ago. Hmm. All right. See, it just makes me think of the, the keto one, and I can't remember the name of it now. But I guess it's. Monk it, fruit? No. Um, Erythritol? Well, I guess I'm thinking of like the the product versus like what it actually is. Like the product oh. name, I mean. Oh, uh, God. It, I it, say may, it's like maybe Swift some of them will, will sound familiar if you go a little further down in your section. Yeah, sorry. Uh, no, I, I mean, I'm not trying to rush you. I mean, there's a section where they talk about like plant-based sweeteners oh, that okay. aren't. Uh, yeah, it's probably in there then. Uh, yeah, so types of artificial sweeteners. So uh, today we're talking mostly about high-intensity sweeteners. I've never heard them referred to as such, and that's amazing. So there's low-intensity sweeteners <laughs> is what that's Which is apparently just sugar. Um or just straight honey i guess i don't know agave Uh, easy dude one type of sugar substitute uh are compounds with many times the sweetness of sucrose common table sugar 
So as a result, much less sweeter, uh, much less sweetener is required, and energy contribution is often negligible. Uh, the sensation of sweetness caused by these compounds, the sweetness profile, is sometimes notably different from sucrose, so they're often used in complex mixtures that achieve the most intense sweet sensation. <sighs> if the sucrose or other sugar that is replaced has contributed to the texture of the product, then a bulking agent is often needed. So this may be seen in soft drinks or sweet teas that are labeled as diet or light. They contain artificial sweeteners and often have notably different mouthfeel uh, or in the table sugar replacements that mix maltodextrins with an intense sweetener to achieve satisfactory texture sensation. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> uh, are we making prophylactics or are we making you know things to consume? A whole thing. It's a whole thing. Uh, That's what she said. In the U.S., six high-intensity sugar substitutes have been approved for use. Aspartame, I'm pretty used to that one. Sucralose, neotame, uh, oh. asulfame potassium, or ACE-K. 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 <laughs> uh, saccharin and adventame. Yeah. Uh, food additives must be approved by the FDA, and sweeteners must be proven as safe via submission by a manufacturer of a GRAS, G-R-A-S, generally recognized as safe document. Uh, the conclusions about uh, GRAS, which is I'm, I'm just going to say that from now on, are based on a detailed review of a large body of information, including rigorous toxicology or toxicological and clinical studies. GRAS notices exist. Uh, of two plant-based high-intensity sweeteners, so steviol glycosides uh, obtained from stevia leaves, which is like the hotness right now, um, and extracts from uh, Seracia grosvenori, also called luohonguo or monk fruit. So, yeah, monk fruit I've definitely heard of. Um... Cyclamates are used outside the U.S. but are prohibited from being used as a sweetener within the U.S. The majority of sugar substitutes approved for food use are artificially synthesized compounds. However, some bulk plant-derived sugar substitutes are known, including sorbitol, xylitol, and lactitol. Um, sorbitol. Lactitol. <laughs> Sorbitol, xylitol, and lactitol are examples of sugar alcohols. What about geritol? <laughs> known as poly polyols. Jeez, polyols. Um, they are uh, in general less sweet than sucrose, but have similar bulk properties and can be used in a wide range of food products. Sometimes the sweetener's profile is fine-tuned by mixing with high-intensity sweeteners. All right, so we are going to do a section here that is just. Just the the available American commercial uh, commercially available American sweeteners. Okay. Read by Wacko Warner. Saccharin aspartame. Saccharin aspartame. Advantage Yeah. We we are not. SK Advantage. Sucralose. Yeah. So saccharin. Yes, the first one. Uh, so it's an artificial sweetener with effectively no food energy. So we're talking calories here, kids. Uh, it's about it. 550 times as sweet as sucrose, which is, again, regular-ass sugar. 
uh, but has a bitter or metallic aftertaste. Yum, especially at high concentrations. What do y'all? Where do you get ass sugar? Where's that? Come from? <laughs> uh, I mean, that's you nice. can get you can you can get ass sugar. You just don't also go to mouth. <laughs> Unless you're one of those scientists from back in the day. Look, I, so, I, I can't get over the the perfect cut in the uh, Love and Thunder trailer. Uh, well, it's not in the trailer. It was in the like Nerdist breakdown of the trailer when it, after the, you flick too hard, damn it, and they just cut straight to the uh, thing from the last Thor movie of oh Asgard. Him going Asgard. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. <laughs> Jeff Goldblum. Yeah. Asgard. Oh dear. Okay. Uh, so uh, saccharin is used to sweeten products such as drinks, candies, cookies, and medicines. In the 70s, studies performed on laboratory rats found an association between consumption of high doses of saccharin and the development of bladder cancer. However, further study determined that this effect was due to a mechanism that is not relevant to humans. Epidemiological studies have shown no evidence that saccharin is associated with bladder cancer in humans. That's nice. These studies did show scientists need to wash their damn hands. (laughs) That's the theme of today. They're and they're too busy going like no you can't you can't do that you're just hampering science then yeah. uh, and that said the, there was one of those they didn't even have to wash their hands they just went over and licked it because they like <laughs> they mis- go hu- taste they that mis-heard. can we can we get a new like a quote like one of those fake motivational posters but it's supposed to be a quote from Sir Francis Bacon it just says wash your damn hands <laughs> Francis Bacon probably um sir please. <laughs> Yeah. He invented the scientific method. <laughs> anyway, so aspartame, the the artificial non-saccharide sweetener, 200 times sweeter than sucrose, is commonly used as a sugar substitute in foods and beverages. It's a methyl ester of the aspartic uh, acid phenylalanine dipeptide with the trade names NutraSweet, Equal, and mm, Candoril? Don't know. Sure. Uh, everybody knows equal though. The little blue packets—they're still around somehow. Uh, aspartame was first made in 1965 and approved for use in food products by the U.S. Uh, FDA in 1981. Aspartame is one of the most rigorously tested food ingredients. Reviews by over 100 governmental re- regulatory bodies found the ingredient safe for consumption at current levels. As of 2018. Several reviews of clinical trials showed that using aspartame in place of sugar reduces calorie intake and body weight in adults and children. High levels of the naturally occurring essential amino uh, amino acid and phenylalanine are a health hazard to those born with um, PKU uh, phenylketonuria. Uh, I used to know that word way better. Um, are a rare inherited disease that prevents phenylalanine from being properly metabolized. Uh, because aspartame contains a small amount of phenylalanine, foods containing aspartame sold in the U.S. must state, quote, um, phenylketonurics contain phenylalanine on product labels. Excuse me. Um, that, was a, that was the thing I was unaware of until I was doing research. Like, oh. I only know that well, from that the biology suck. class I took in college. <laughs> um, actually, it was like literally about like food science. Uh, so reviews have found no association between aspartame and cancer. This position is supposed by multiple regulatory agencies like the FDA and the EFSA, 
as well as scientific bodies such as the National Cancer Institute. Kind of important. I don't know why I feel the need to say this, because it's kind of a take everything with a giant grain of salt. Or sugar. Uh, but, yeah, or a <laughs> sugar substitute. Um, but taking, oh, yeah, the FDA has to, you know, they're the regulatory agency that yeah. has to step in with all these. Well, up until very recently, they were also the regulatory agency that uh, inspected roller coasters. Yeah. yeah. Explain that one to me. You're ju- you're letting the people who decide whether something's safe to eat also be the people who decide whether this uh, <laughs> this giant monster wooden or steel thing that they have no idea the physics behind is safe <laughs> or not. They just walk in there and go, I don't know. Seems safe to me. America's weird. <laughs> they just looked up and went, man, I'm a chemist. I don't know physics. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so headaches are the most common symptom reported by consumers as far as aspartame goes. So while uh, one small review noted aspartame is likely one of many dietary triggers of migraines in a list that includes, quote, cheese, chocolate, citrus fruits, hot dogs, monosodium glutamate, aspartame, fatty foods, ice cream, so everything, every, freaking everything, wine, red wine, beer, all the things. Anyway, other reviews have noted conflicting studies about headaches and other studies lack any evidence and references to support this claim. I would also like to point out that red wine and beer are giving you headaches are just called hangovers. <laughs> it's called you're drinking alcohol. You should probably hydrate a little bit. Thanks. Get a, you got to keep pace with water. Come on, people. So um, before we move on to these, to, to a few of the new ones, saccharin, of course, would have been tabs, sweetener of choice. Um, that said, tab, uh, tab was, well, tab became that after it. Yes. After the cyclin. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but it actually tab balanced it out with a little bit of aspartame in there as well. Yeah. Uh, there's a, I don't remember if it made its way into the dock or not, but yeah, they have to, they have to mix artificial sweeteners cause some of them don't taste right. Yeah. The, they, they're kind of one note. They, they, accentuate certain certain flavors um and then aspartame which we just talked about is the one that's in diet coke um diet pepsi uh let's see diet pepsi jazz which oh, i remember that has a little it's mostly aspartame with a little bit of acyl flame acyl flame k uh mixed in there um dr pepper Ooh, we'll talk about diet mountain dew here in just a minute <laughs> Next up on the list, um, Advantame. Uh, Advantame is a non-caloric sweetener. Um, uh, it's an aspartame analog by Angimoto, Angimoto, uh by uh, whoop. By mass, it has a There we go. Well, my screen cut off, so it was <laughs> zoomed in too far, and so all I saw was by is about. <laughs> yeah, no, 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 you're fine. I was just trying to, like, there's a word missing. I don't know what it is, but I feel, I feel if I read some of it quickly, he'll... You're good. Uh, by mass, it is about 20,000 times sweeter than sucrose and about 110 times sweeter <gasps> than aspartame. Good Lord! Why do you need that much sweet? You just go into a room and LeBron James it up in the air and everybody tastes sweet the rest of the day. (laughs) (laughs) You're just like, like, how much do I need for for this for this whole whole bottle of soda? 
<laughs> less than a drop. <laughs> it is it is the equivalent of uh, fentanyl in your cocaine. <laughs> <laughs> in the potency <laughs> level. All right. It up Although, a notch. I don't know. Do you miss um, fentanyl in your meth? I guess. I don't know if fentanyl goes in cocaine. I probably do. Yeah, it's fine. I knew what you were going for. <laughs> um, it has no notable off flavors because uh, there's so little of it in there. You can't taste anything else uh, when compared to sucrose. And it tastes a sweet a bit longer than aspartame. Uh, 20,000 times it better. Yeah. Uh, chemically, it's more stable. It can be blended with many other natural and artificial sweeteners. Avantame uh, can be used as a tabletop sweetener and in certain bubblegums, flavored drinks, milk products, jams, and confectionaries, among other things. Man. Uh, not really seeing that one being used in any sodas currently, um, although I'd be interested to see. Maybe I'll Google it and see. Uh, it's be yeah, because some. some of these are some of these are like more more food sweeteners than others. Okay, uh, but they're they just since we're in there talking about all of the, all of the sweeteners, might as well just cover some of the other ones for sure. Um, and it's fairly new. Avantame's only been approved since 2014, so yeah. maybe it just hasn't had its time to to get in there. Well, they're also like a lot of them. I have to assume they've hit the recipe, and there's a there has to be a big chunk for like the major soda companies. They're like, it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yep. Yeah, there's going to be a big reason for them. Coke, to... Coke Zero's doing just fine. Yeah, and Coke's <laughs> not switching around unless something... diet caffeine free Coke Zero. So it looks like some of these like very new probiotic brands are using it, um, mm. like. Poppy, P O P P I. I saw that at Kroger. Sorry, and, <laughs> and I, it's, a, it's a prebiotic <laughs> drink. It's a prebiotic, prebiotic oh. like seltzer, I guess. That's oh, yeah. a that was that was a that was a. I know that guy. The, the, <laughs> Sorry, prebiotic. That is a huge yeah. ploy right now. Everyone's like, oh, it's it's prebiotic. And I pre-biotic. looked at it and I was and like, like, um, no, that's, I'm F- scared. What does that mean? I'm used to Jamie Lee Curtis talking to you know talking about my postbiotics or whatever probiotics. Like, probiotics, Pro- like why, why we got why we got to make them pre's now? Get getting off topic, just you know more so. Uh, have you have you seen Jamie Lee Curtis discussing why she was doing those? No. She was like, I wanted to spend time with my family, and I could get a paying gig talking about like how how this yogurt makes me poop. <laughs> I, I figured it was, her. and she's like, like she's I'm awesome. getting paid. Like, getting paid and i get to spend time with my kids and grandkids i don't care whatever you're joking about i figured it was her going i like money yeah Yeah. that's all i needed to hear is like i wanted a check and they're willing to write it and i'm like yeah no do (laughs) it fair enough but also you know apropos of nothing i love jamie lee curtis talking about uh chris evans when he accidentally like sends out naked pics he's like good job fake son (laughs) because it knives out yeah oh god one of the, my favorite movies in the universe. Uh, also, I just had to look this up. C- Coke Zero, the one that's like the absolute hotness among everyone in the world. Uh, the the thing in that is uh, aspartame. Well, yeah, I feel like a lot of them are going to be aspartame. It's a blend, is what I'm seeing on this one. So it's got some mostly aspartame, but then also some acetylene K in there. Yeah, yeah, because it's got the um, contains. Phenylalanine, yeah. Yep, on that one. So I'm showing 58 milligrams per 12-ounce can, 58 milligrams of um, 
aspartame and 31 milligrams of asulfane. Okay. Mm. Ace K. So, again, blending there. Ace, um, K, Ace K sounds like a K-pop band. <laughs> um, sucralose is an artificial sweetener and sugar substitute. The majority of ingested sucralose is not broken down by the body, so it's non-caloric. Also, in general, that means it's also going to be – well – you can't necessarily say it's safer all the time, but if your body does not break it down, does not absorb it, it basically passes from one end to the other. I was going to say that's that's going to have some interesting smelling poops. Your, your sugar. <laughs> well, it, it may be absorbed in and then urinated out. It may be uh, through you know if it doesn't get absorbed into the the um, bloodstream first and then urinated, then you know it'll always go out through the other tube. Uh, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, there's, there ha- I'm, I have this image of, a, of some scene from a movie where like someone tastes urine and they realize that they've, the person's like doing artificial sweeteners or something. <laughs> I don't know why. What, this what have the you thing been watching? <laughs> I don't know. I, there's something. There's some dumb comedy. Th- I don't know. Monk. <laughs> Seems like a monk bit. Because he's very clean, and then he's got to taste urine. It's yeah. very clean, but his his kink is urine. And it doesn't. It didn't come up a whole lot in the show, but it was really he washes toned. his hands. He would he would never discover an artificial sweetener. It was really just that that was like a a goof. That was just some of Tony Shalhoub's personal life bleeding into the show. He just puts okay. on like a whole clean suit, and then they pee on him, and he takes it off. Let's not talk crap about Tony Shalhoub, okay? Man, it's a treasure. I, that was love wings. So in the European Union, um, there are E numbers to kind of devi- or distinct, give distinctions to many common chemicals that can be used. Um, it has the E number E955. Um, it's produced by the chlorination of sucrose. So sucralose is about 320 to 1,000 times sweeter than sucrose, three times as sweet as both aspartame and acetate K, and uh, twice as sweet as sodium saccharin. Evidence of benefit is lacking for long-term weight loss, with some data supporting weight gain and heart disease risks. Uh, while I feel like that one misses the purpose. Yeah. Yeah. Um, while sucralose is largely considered shelf-stable and safe for use at elevated temperatures, such as in baked goods, there is some evidence that it begins to break down at temperatures above 119 degrees Celsius. So past boiling um the commercial success of of past the boiling point of water at least um the commercial success of sucralose based products stems from its favorable comparison to other low calorie sweeteners in terms of taste stability and safety it is commonly sold under the splenda brand name Research revealed that when sucralose is heated to above 240 degree 248 degrees Fahrenheit or 120 Celsius it may dechlorinate and decompose into compounds that could be harmful enough to risk consumer health. Dechlorinate means that chlorine is breaking off of it. So, so you're making chlorine gas. So remember when we were saying it seems to be safe to bake with? Yeah. Yeah. So I, 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 on the baking side, as long as you have water in your baked goods, you shouldn't be getting above 212. It's true. But if you're um, making a dry loaf, you may just accidentally gas the whole family. <laughs> it would it would be like or if you're making like I don't know. Maybe like pizza stones type like crackers. <laughs> At that point, you may not you may not have a good one. Just also just- 
just 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 you know put it out there be careful with your artificial sweeteners and your baking goods yeah don't don't be in a rush to like stick your head in that oven when you're opening it up <laughs> open, open up it, some give, windows before you uh give it some space to let the chlorine out first and then <laughs> always bake with your industrial gas mask and <laughs> that said as of 2020 the reviews of numerous safety and toxicology studies have shown that it is not carcinogenic. That's fine. It doesn't mean it's not putting out mustard gas while you're cooking. <laughs> <laughs> you don't get cancer from mustard gas. You just die. I just I just spike my pool with um, with uh, sucralose, and it takes care of the the bacteria and chlorine. It keeps it safe. <laughs> Oh god! But the mosquitoes love it. <laughs> oh my goodness, man! If I could just get rid of mosquitoes, my life would be happy. Neotame, like those those lasers that shot mosquitoes out of the sky. I would love it. I would put one on my back porch. I, I wonder if there's a Raspberry Pi. Um, yes. It doesn't matter what like, your question is. Yes. Uh, yeah, so a, a way to do it with a Raspberry Pi. Also, um, I don't even need to deal with the fact that it has to aim. I'll just throw lasers out the back porch, just like scanning the back porch or scanning the backyard. You know, like up, down, all the way around. Just let them run. Forget about aiming at something. Just let them burn. <laughs> Casey's going scorched earth. <laughs> yeah. That's how bad I dies. Okay. I. He's going. He's going to Mosquito, Georgia. I mean, mosquitoes <laughs> are jerks anyway. But I uh, went. He's gonna to... hear the mosquitoes holler. <laughs> I went out to pick. To uh, went out to pick strawberries a couple nights ago um, at twilight, of course, like right before the sun was going down, and so they, that's when they were out. And you know, I had pants on, I had sleeves on, whatever. Um, the they got into the space, my tramp stamp area <laughs> and just ate me alive. So whenever Found I come in, tramp stamp, my you tramp spent so stamp. much money on that. <laughs> so whenever I come in, I'm like, or I, I come in and I'm like, all right, I got to get inside for a second. And then Ashley's like, where'd you go? I'm like, look and turn around. And there's like 30 bites on my tramp stamp. <laughs> it is ridiculous. Is the official <laughs> name? Was she not, not questioning now? what you were doing? <laughs> I'm scratching. <laughs> Now, now we need a poll. Uh, what is Casey's tramp stamp? I, I'm thinking it's a it's one of those bad '90s uh, kind of script <laughs> instead of Thug Life. It says Brew Life. Oh, I was uh, about to say it's something along the along the terms of Thug Life. So I'm uh, glad we're. I'm still going. On I'm the just same going page. with like the the flower vine concept, except they're hop mm. vines. <laughs> Ooh, those those would be vines, <laughs> not vines, because they vines, grow up. Yes. Ah, didn't know that. Okay. And that that's Casey's uh front tattoo uh akin to Kelsey Grammer's tattoo that says welcome aboard in down yep. scope only it's hop binds. I, oh, I need a I need a man with a tattoo on his Johnson. Are you that man? <laughs> you know I am, strange, sir. It's a strange coincidence. Yes, I am, sir. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, okay. So brief like Thing. So the one I was trying to think of earlier is called Swerve, and it's the the keto friendly sugar. What? Yep. it's like, a Repertol. I'm not even. Yeah, it's. 
which I did not know anything. I'm like finding this and I was like, what? How did you say it? Erythritol. Erythritol. Yeah. Fermenting glucose. Arithmetic. One sugar, two sugar, red sugar, blue sugar. It's also another one that um, is bake friendly, which is nice. Yes. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like it- no net carbs. No, it's like it doesn't raise your blood sugar, blah, blah, blah. Uh, it's it's made from like, it says uh, it's made from by fermenting glucose with a microorganism in brewery tanks, similar to how beer and wine is made. Yeah. I'm like, okay. <laughs> um, it, um, it, it, it's the closest I've found to real sugar flavor. And I used to, when I was on keto, I used to take it and put it in my smoothies. Hmm. Like just put a spoonful of it in my smoothies because it was perfect. It tasted like you had just made a milkshake. It was, it was great. Uh, I don't know why, but in my mind, I was waiting for it. And I used, I used to take it and spread it on a piece of Wonder Bread. And <laughs> I'm like, okay, well, that, that kicks the hell out of some Vegemite. So, moving on to Neotame, also known by the trade name Newtame, all right, um, is a non-caloric artificial sweetener and aspartame analog by NutraSweet. By mass, it's 8,000 times sweeter than sucrose and has no notable off flavors when compared to sucrose. It enhances original food flavors. It can be used alone, but is often mixed with other sweeteners to increase their individual sweetness and decrease the off flavors like with saccharin. It is chemically somewhat more stable than aspartame, and it can be cost-effective in comparison to other sweeteners as smaller amounts of neotame are needed. It is suitable for the best use in carbonated soft drinks, yogurts, cakes, drink powders, bubble gums, along with other foods. It can be used as a tabletop sweetener for hot drinks like coffee. It, it covers its bitter taste. This one, I think, is too new to have the the story about what idiot licked something to find out this this was the thing. I think by this point, they were just like, all right, everything we make, you're going to lick it. <laughs> there's no there's no like accidental. It's just it's part of the t- testing process now. That is now science. It's written in. Uh, or what's even creepier is if they had an artificial tongue that they would just lick it with the artificial tongue and it would tell them if it was sweet or not. I picture this being like a creepily like realistic Japanese robot tongue and it's just yeah. the tongue. It, it looks yep. like a severed tongue attached with like wires coming out and it's like licking at the air. I'm dying right now. It's just like at the air constantly and you're just like this is very suggestive. There's scientists <laughs> like dabbing chemicals oh. on this weirdly realistic tongue that's licking at the air. All right, so uh, just type robotic tongue into. Uh, nope, I don't need that in my search history. And even it's a hundred percent Japanese. Knew it. Yeah, I no told you. I told you it was. <laughs> um, on this one, it looks like it's like tapping the screen like a pointer uh, for some anime. Nope. Nope. Because <laughs> that's how it go. <laughs> Oh, they say it be like it be, but it do. <laughs> <laughs> All right, That's... All right. Um, so it uh, in 2002, FDA approved it as a non-nutritive sweetener. Which anytime I say that, it brings me back to the um, 
Christmas vacation. Christmas vacation, <laughs> the non-nutritive lacquer, yeah. or uh, whatever varnish they, they put on the uh, the crunch yeah. enhancer. Yeah. Yep. Uh, well, this is a flavor enhancer <laughs> within the United States in foods. Uh, it is allowed generally, except meat and poultry, because you need that sweet meat. Oh. Yeah, that's sweet meat. <laughs> in 2010, eight thousand times sweet meat. In 2010, it was approved for use uh, in foods within the EU with the E number E961. It's also been approved as an additive in many countries outside the US and EU. Ace K, also known as acetyl, uh, acesulfane, acesulfane potassium. <laughs> It's a synthetic calorie-free sugar substitute or artificial sweetener marketed under the trade names of Sunlit and Sweet One. Uh, Asylphane K is 200 times sweeter than sucrose, common sugar. Like saccharin, it has a slightly bitter aftertaste, especially at high concentrations. Kraft Foods patented the use of sodium ferrolate to mask asylphane's aftertaste. Um, asylphane K is often blended with other sweeteners, usually sucrose and or as oh, sorry, sucralose or aspartame. So I'm going to ask everyone keep that in mind for when we get to the what we're drinking. Mm. <laughs> uh, these blends are re reputed to give more sucrose-like taste, whereby each sweetener masks the other's aftertaste or exhibits a synergistic effect by which the blend is sweeter than its co components. As with other artificial sweeteners, concerns exist over the safety of acylfame ASK. However, the USDA, sorry, the United States Food and Drug Administration, the FDA, has approved its general use. Critics say acylfame potassium has not been studied adequately and may be carcinogenic, carcinogenic, although these claims have been dismissed by the EU Food Safety Authority and the FDA. All right. So I said, after we'd gotten through those, I said that we would go to Diet Mountain Dew. Uh -huh. Diet Mountain Dew is the only one I see on the list that combines three different sweeteners <laughs> to get I'm, its flavor. Who's surprised it's got, here? I'm not. <laughs> it's got 57 milligrams of aspartame, 18 milligrams of Ace K, and 18 milligrams of sucralose to give it its flavor. Chris, I now know what you're talking about with a different thing, and now I'm going to be very curious about everything I've been drinking. He also he also read the label on what we're all about to ingest. Uh, we're drinking so, to style. There, wow! Because um, I did notice the calories on it were not like the Coke that I'm drinking with my Jack has more calories in a 12 ounce than that has in a 16 ounce. And you have to remember. This is the most popular beverage in Scotland. Like this is more popular than Coca-Cola. <laughs> All right. Well, well go ahead and be talking because I'm going to go get it out of the freezer. Drink with me, friend. So yes, we are. We're going to do a group tasting now of Iron Brew. There are very few countries in the world where the most popular beverage is not Coca-Cola. Like, it's seriously less than a handful. One of them is Scotland, where the the national drink is Iron Brew. That is, uh, that, that was not uh, the, the 
explosive fizz I was expecting when I popped this thing open. I, mine did not have the explosive fizz either, but it's not like a highly carbonated thing. That there, was what I was wondering. It's like I guess maybe it's not very. So I'm uh, scared. Per this episode, after we just went through all these artificial sweetener things, I was like, my curiosity has been piqued. And this is coming from a land where things like Mountain Dew are against the law. <laughs> so you're like, got to be some stricter regulations. That's, that's, that's got to be the right call. What are they <laughs> dumping in this thing? And you start reading it. And after what we learned today, so let's apply. Uh, ingredients, carbonated water is number one, right? Not bad. Uh, straight up sugar. <laughs> what I actually prefer my beverages to be sweetened with, but I know if you have a medical condition and can't, you've yeah. got to look elsewhere. But then moving on, citric acid. Right. And that's going to, uh, keep in mind, that's going to raise questions later. They're already sweetening it with straight up sugar. Why are we going with alternatives as well? Uh, natural and artificial flavorings, including caffeine, which is the flavoring that had a flavor. You use it as a flavoring and quinine, obviously. So your Ooh. malaria medication, just uh, quinine. Is yeah. so, that the gout thing? Uh, well, no, I don't think it's a gout. I don't think it's a gout thing. Quinine uh, is like what you. It was used to, to treat like, malaria. I th- what's the gout one then? Uh, culture thing. Uh, it's uh, uh, cold cuts. Yes. <laughs> no, not to cause it, to treat it. <laughs> that's Look, that's the only way you're going to get better is get your body used to the amount of... <laughs> you got to eat more <laughs> more organs. Eat through the gout. <laughs> eat more liver. <laughs> okay. Um, sodium benzate. Mm. Uh, it's a preservative, preservative to protect the flavor. Aspartame. So, uh, and then we get our... Aspartame, Ace-K. The Ace-K. I, I was going to try and say it otherwise, but yes, oh, the yeah. Ace-K. And because we learned the Ace-K always, it's usually never alone, so it had the aspartame. Um, what is that? FDNC yellow number six. Yellow number and six. it also gives you the warning about uh, uh, PKCs. Yep. Do you get your PKC warnings? And then I think that was it. Because then I'm just getting abbreviations. Tastes like bubblegum. Something Glasgow. It tastes... I was not expecting to taste like... Like I'm getting my teeth cleaned bubblegum. It's such a... Yeah, it's such a... uh, There's a super diety taste about it. Because it's got how many? Like three or four? It's It's got two. Two. Okay, well. HK and aspartame. Those it are your big ones. Plus that, real sugar. That like when you drink the diet soda and you get that like weird aftertaste in your mouth that you'll and like the because, feeling you'll never be hydrated again. Because the alternative uh sweeteners are used as flavorings. Hmm. Like that is their intended I mean, use in this. That's clearly a bad idea. Well, I mean so, oh, go ahead. It also may get by the EU is a little bit more strict on how much like straight sugar can be in a beverage. Yeah, because oh, yeah, like yeah. my Sprite puts in like thirty four, thirty six grams of sugar. This uses twenty four. Yeah, like I mean, yes, America sucks at. Food well, I mean that's the thing. Like to and... to get the level of sweetness that you're expecting. Yeah. 
you can't put all the sugar in there, so you're going to have to use artificial sweeteners to get you the rest of the way. I just don't like the taste. <laughs> I do agree with you that it tastes like it. It's like the now you've said it. I'm just like, medical bubblegum flavored. I'm drinking fluoride. Carbon <laughs> yes, is yes. fluoride is what, and it glows. I don't know if anyone else noticed that. If you poured it in a glass and hold it up, it just, oh, I did. It, it's not the light cutting through it and refracting. No, it just glows nuclear orange. And there, there's like a, there's not really a huge scent to it either. Nope. And it's not like a heavy. You'd think it'd be orange. It is not. It's not heavily carbonated. Like, it's like The color light. is orange and that is all. It's like. It is orange. That's why I'm like, the light's coming from within it. It's weird. It's, it's like the pretend Gatorade flavors. It's like blue ice something. That's not a flavor. That's a color and a I'm noun. Gonna go back to my, I'm going to go back to my beer. <laughs> all right. Here it is, Chris. Okay. I just found it. So, first off, the flavor that I'm getting is Bad. Diet Big Red. <gasps> yep. That's yeah. it. That I've not had it. a Big Red or a Diet Big Red, but okay. I mean, oh, I don't, I don't even know if they make a Diet Big Red, but it's a diet version of Big Red. I say you can get Big Red at uh, any White Castle. So here, this Iron Brew may be different than what you tasted previously because from January of 2018, Iron Brew will contain approximately 50% less sugar. Mm. They have reduced it um, from 10.3 grams to 4.7 grams per 100 milliliters and reduced the calorie count per can from just under 140 to 66. Um, This... Was because of the taxes that were put on the drink industry in the EU. Yeah, I was going to say that the EU probably had an extra tax on on sugar. So if it is over five grams per hundred milliliters, there's an extra tax. If there's anything we learned about the Scots, <laughs> they're going to find a workaround on taxes. It's so interesting, so, yeah. the different regulations. Yeah, I couldn't finish a can of this before, like, when I was in Scotland. I could. Everyone's like, oh, you gotta drink it, you gotta drink it, and then you, you take a drink, you'd be like, oh, God. <laughs> so, go double the sugar, and that's what the original tasted like. Ugh. Well, all right. Uh, I guess that's why I'm, I'm like, oh, it tastes like bubble gum. I never got that before. It's like, because it was so sweet before. You couldn't that's so taste funny, it. though. That none of us knew this was a diet, quote unquote, product. But we you just we just happened to think about it just before we went, went before went the on. show, and then it turns out to be a dieted product. Product. Look, we babies day art our way through. Through say, we never planned some this. of these, it's... but we're in what we're drinking, and that is we haven't had a group tasting in forever, and it was great mm-hmm. to do that. But what did we all pour ourselves moving into this episode? Oh, oh. not that. God, no, not that. Um, I was just a Jack and Coke because I figured. Coke. Not what I thought he was starting to say. <laughs> <laughs> I was just jacking it. I was just, no. Um, I mean, I figured like I hate. I don't know why, but and maybe this is another another day, like it, to do another show. But diet drinks do not cover alcohol as well. They actually turn out more bitter. Oh, it's um, horrible. And so, like, you can't do a diet Jack and Coke or a yeah. diet Coke. Yeah, it's like, awful. It just doesn't, yeah, it, it's not the same. So, I don't know. Anyway, uh, sorry. Uh, we'll, kick, we'll kick this pig, get it squealing. Um, 
since they're fresh, they're freshies, and they've now released these for three years in a row. Um, New Holland's Dragon's Milk. So we got a first time in five years. They've put Triple Mash out uh, to distro. And this, like, they've released it almost every year, but you had to drive up to the brew pub to get it. So I was very happy I didn't have to drive to Michigan this year to go that's, get it. That's a plus. Because they also released it with Stroopwafel, which, <gasps> which they have also released, like, every year for, like, the last five years. They've been, like, triple mash and Stroopwafel, brew pub exclusives. Stroop me, stroop me. Uh, Say you're a waffle, man, you're an awful. <laughs> it is so good, but uh, they hit distro, and it's like their full distro footprint. So if you get New Holland products, uh, go beat around the bush and see if the distributor uh, brought it to your area. Like see what Santa drinks Claus. out. Or, by beat around the bush, do you mean the bush light? <laughs> oh, oh, oh. <laughs> but yeah, we were drinking uh, the Stroop Waffle, which is reserved two for 2022. It's a bourbon barrel aged stout with Stroop Waffle cookies, coffee, caramel, and cinnamon. Uh, it is... Probably one of the best Dragon's Milk variants. And, it's pretty good. This makes uh, me want an actual Stroopwafel. Dragon's Milk Triple Mash, and it's just the absolute best Dragon's Milk. It is, as I like to say, the tits. Uh, this, is, this is like straight up, no joke, one of my top beers. Like, it may be my top beer. I love this beer. It is so good. Because... Let's go. If you've missed any of our New Year's Eve episodes for like the last three years, because we've always had it at New Year's Eve, because I've moved heaven and earth to get a bottle of this every year for New Year's Eve. Probably every year except for this year coming, because we're like going to finally abandon that format for New Year's Eve and do something really fun. I digress. Uh, This is, they took dragon's milk and said, hey, we want to make more dragon's milk. Let's not use water. Let's use that dragon's milk we just made. So instead of water, they just used another bourbon barrel stout. And then they said, hey, crazy thought. Let's do that again. <laughs> do that again. I'm bow, bow, bow. And this is that final, it's like triple brewed coffee, only with beer. <laughs> and it's amazing. And it's like 17, it's a, what is it? 17.3% ABV. So yeah. And it does not drink like it. It is dangerous and amazing. And I love it. Bob, what are you about? Uh, I've been uh, finishing off my my cans of uh, a collab that happened out down here in Lexington during Craft Beer Week. Uh, been drinking some uh, some rice rice baby. That's not the name. So too cold, too cold. It's a it's a rice IPA. It's a collaboration between uh, Mirror Twin and Void Saki, who are within a stone's throw of each other. I would just say neighbors. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like they're 
essentially neighbors. I, I have just, I have walk. closed down I have closed down Void a couple of times and like, hey, we're going to Mirror Twin. Here we go. <laughs> you could walk the Fermenter down the street. Like it's not. Yeah, done that. <laughs> not not there. No. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's also funny because one of the uh, one of the owners of Void, uh, his last name is Rice, and his picture with uh, a- added vanilla ice hair is on the on the can, like an, uh, a cartoon version of it with coveralls. Uh, yes, uh, not looking nearly as good as Casey in the coveralls. <laughs> <Nope>. <laughs> but it, I mean, I I started the trend. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it is it's actually it's it's real nice. It's a nice crushable IPA. It's like seven percent. And I'm just sitting here just been kind of just enjoying a enjoying a nice hoppy beverage. Mm. Uh, oh, and it's also got galaxy hops. Oh. So if you like if you like galaxy, this is this is the beer for you. Is it me? It's me. It is you. Jack, Jack and Coke. Coke. <laughs> Simple and easy. What's uh? Oh, you said Jack. Uh, so never mind. You've got you've got all the. You've already told us all the ingredients. Never mind. I was yes. It's uh, a, it's a mixed drink. It's not a cocktail. <laughs> yeah, uh, it doesn't qualify as a cocktail. It's nope, too. Needs it's an emergency. <laughs> needs a lime. Yeah, it's an emergency. I actually have limes. I think I bought some. Put the lime in the coconut. Uh, that would be a rum and coke, and at that point, I would I would only do that with a uh, well. Okay, that's the difference between a rum and coke and a uh, and a Cuba Libre is <laughs> uh, is, uh, is the lime. Yep. Oh gosh. Uh, well, uh, hey, uh, if you liked this one, today's show was written by Justin. I don't know what you're talking about. Or Bob. I was like, who? I, I, nope, I didn't do a damn thing. Uh, he was uh, using sources from, as we like to quote, Fact Boy uh, from Today I Found Out. And uh, also historyofdrinks.com and, of course, our personal favorite, Wikipedia, because when, you look at, when you're looking for a jumping off point, there's really no better place. Honestly, they had a solid breakdown of what I needed by the end of the episode, so I'm like, yeah, okay, I can... It, it uh, gets the job done. You're like, what were your sources? And then... There you go. Yeah. Uh, also, Saver uh, had uh, an article about artificial sweeteners, which was pretty good. Nice. Well, that good for the day. Casey, uh, where else can they find stuff like that? All right. Well, you can subscribe and get some great resources at haveadrinkshow.com. Follow us at Have a Drink Show on social media and twitch.tv. Don't tell us. Uh, don't forget, you can tell us your favorite drink, ask a question, or just leave some general feedback. You can use the uh, email address feedback at haveadrinkshow.com or the feedback page on the website. You can tell me if I sound fat. <laughs> no, I like the don't tell us. Go after like, yourself. <laughs> Yeah, no, I realized what I was like. Nope, oops. We don't care what you have to say. Ron Burgundy. F off. Uh, All joking and fun aside, I'd like to remind everyone to please drink responsibly. And please, you can catch, I guess we're putting it out in two different things on the feed. You can find I, know, that, I might just do it on one and L. Oh, the, the post show. Um, 
We're going to be talking about all the hip happening things, the your multiverses of the madnesses, and your Kenobi's of Obi Wan. Yes. So we're we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna be talking them all. Right. How many know a guy named Ben? Well then, well then you're just out of luck. No. We're gonna let you get strung up in the town square. Spoiler alert. Strung out in the town square. All right, I guess I'm going to have to get a heroin addiction. <laughs> anyway, so... What is, what is space heroin? <laughs> Spice. Uh, check us out in another couple of weeks for the next live episode. And remember to check out patreon.com slash haveadrinkshow. And once again, I'm Brittany Lee Walker. I'm Justin Frazier. I'm Christopher Walker. And I'm Casey Price. We'll see you next time. Bye, guys. Spice flow. Spice, spice, baby. I am the drunk Zach's Hatterack. <laughs> Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> I don't know if I'm excited or not to see Christopher Walken in part two as the Emperor. Oh, that's right. <laughs> I'm, I'm, Sorry, now I'm just picturing like he's just gonna make it a joke. It's well, almost like oh, I, took this, I was like, this whole Paul, thing is getting to become a joke. Well, I took this watch and I stuck it up my ass. For... I, I hid this uncomfortable hunk of metal up my ass. Yes, five years. <laughs> now I give it to you, Paul Atreides. <laughs> Anyway. Uh, yeah. Anyone need a a, a a potty break, a bio before we get I need into a pot e break. Let's uh let's get the bio break in and then we're gonna get into spoilers. Spoil all the things. All the Except bit. things I haven't been spoiled on yet. That's that's gonna be the trickiest bit, is just like Right, no, that happened in the second episode. Sorry, shush. Uh, glad you all enjoyed the intro. I was seeing some laughs, and I, I was like, okay, good. I was afraid this one was going to suck. Uh, Iron Brew's not bad, but it's not good. No, it's not. It's it's definitely bad. Um, yeah. For it to be bad, I'd have to be like, I can't drink this. I, admittedly, I'm not going to finish it. But it's it's like gun to my head. Yeah, I can get this down. Uh, I just think though, next next week it's scotch. True. And I'll be right with the world. Oh God, I forgot we have a Bloody Mary episode. <laughs> no wonder Casey's been blowing me up with Bloody Mary stuff. I thought he was just being an asshole. He went to go to the bathroom. Oh, okay. Uh, <sighs> Admittedly, I don't look at episodes now that aren't mine or, you know, like scotch ones. Yeah. Uh, so I just, Chris, I just finally realized why Casey has been like throwing us so many Bloody Mary things because like, I, oh, 
that's his next episode. He's just been doing research. I thought he was just being a prick. You call it research. I mean, I, I just assumed he was getting a good day drunk going. Ugh. Uh, so yeah, I am nonplussed about the new Iron Brew. I mean, it was a thing. Like I told Brittany, it's not bad. It's not good. It's not bad. Like for me, for for a soda like that to be bad, it has to be like gun to my head. I won't drink it. Which is like Mountain Dew. Gun to my head. I won't drink that. That's my, like, citrus drink of choice now. For, uh, well, it's my citrus drink of choice because the citrus And here's the, th- is- here's the thing. Here's the reason I would consider it bad. I've had to have Mountain Dew on an occasion. I was dying of heat. Like, I was, like, just burning up, and I was like, okay, I'll drink this Mountain Dew. And I had it. I was like, I don't even know what the... Well, I don't even know what flavor this is. That's why and, you, know, you say, like, so you consider does. it citrus. And I was like, it's not... It's Mountain Dew flavored. I didn't say lemon lime. I said citrus. (laughs) It's some kind of tangy thing. I can't. I don't know. It's reminiscent of citrus. But no, if I was like, like so thirsty, I can't drink it. It's just too syrupy. Oh yeah, no. This was like nine-year-old me at a 4-H camp. Oh, in like thousand degree heat and the only thing there was like my best friend's can of Mountain Dew he said here drink this so I broke not one but two rules that day which was I drank after someone and I and I drank Mountain Dew and I was like oh never again I'll die next time and then you know I hit I, I, I hit puberty and realized that yeah no dying is the better option well I guess it's I want to be like I've have a like a newfound, not love, but newfound appreciation of Mountain Dew at this point in my life, and I think it's just for the cat, like the midday caffeine. Yeah, <laughs> I think that's all it is. Yeah, and it, like if you're just needing that that hit, that's fine. I, my body doesn't know what to do with caffeine anymore. <laughs> hey, welcome back, Casey. Uh, you missed me realizing uh, that you weren't being an asshole, showing us all those Bloody Mary pictures. You were just doing research. Oh, because your next episode is Bloody Mary's. Yes. Meanwhile, and I, was I, like, I kept thinking, like, why are you doing this to me? Just stop. This is like this is psychologically hurtful. <laughs> Meanwhile, I thought you were just rocking a good day drunk. I wish, man. I bought some Bloody Mary mix today for uh, for Monday. It, oh, can that Disney? Can can we just Bloody Mary that thing up? Mm hmm. Okay. For oh. sure. So glad. Um, can, can we like have? Can we get like some kind of containers to disguise it so that as we're walking to the parks, we can just be crushing <laughs> Bloody Marys. I, Chris, I couldn't we, we just could... couldn't we just get a nice bullet bourbon and put that in your coffee in the morning? <laughs> a little extreme for a day out in the Florida heat. I, I do like the uh, the improv version of this though. But a gigantic thick thing of tomato paste isn't. Yes, and. <laughs> yes. Uh, Look, we're going to be sweating a lot, so we got to get the got to get the salts in us. It's true. Uh, oh, uh, before we get into the to, to discussions about stuff, uh, I I had made a new purchase recently. Of I got uh, a deck of many things, like a physical deck uh. of many things. Uh, like really cool art on them. Uh, 
And it also has a nice handy uh, guide for what the cards are supposed to be when they draw them. I had a player that drew four cards in one game. Oh. <laughs> he lost four intelligence. Jeez. Gained two intelligence. Okay. Uh, let's see, what was he? Lost four, gained two, uh, lost... Lost all the experience he had gained during this level. So, like, okay. back, back, back to, to zero, base. Or back to, yeah. We're doing milestone leveling, but what I ruled that as is you're going to be, like, two sessions behind everyone else when you level. You know, so there's still, like, a sting. Hmm. Uh, and uh, then his soul was ripped from his body and uh, put somewhere oh. into the DM's choice. <laughs> <laughs> he pulled that one. While they're in the middle of going somewhere, he went, I want to draw a card. You're in the middle of sneaking through a castle. Yeah. Cool. Do it. I dare you. I double dare you. <laughs> uh, I dropped this into his, I dropped this to those players knowing that I would kill this guy with this deck somehow. I knew he couldn't resist it. <laughs> he, he would get one bad thing and he doubled down and kept going, I'm going to get that wish spell because he had earlier drawn a card to give him uh, minus two on all of his saves. <laughs> that can only be removed by a wish spell. Oh, oh God. And so he's hunting that wish spell out of that deck. And I'm like, uh, you're not going to get it. Just, what just he cut gets your losses. Between now and then is not a, a benefit. Well, he keeps thinking, like, I go, well, I've got it. It's fine. Didn't get it this time. I'll get it next time. And I'm like, this, this is why gamblers lose money. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you, you know you want to you be against him in a card game. <laughs> mm-hmm. Next time I play Rook, his ass better be on the <laughs> other team. <laughs> Just sitting there going, like, all right. We're playing poker this week, guys. For real money. You want to put your car up? Because I'm going to take it. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, let's. We want to kick this off with the uh, multiverses. Yeah, that seems that seems safest to start off with. All right. So uh, the very beginning, I like the uh, the whole start. It's very well, the, the phrase that's going to be used a lot. Very Sam Raimi. Uh, it's, it's we we come oh. to our story already in progress. It it feels. Like a lot of the Marvel movies feel very samey. This one, like they got Sam Raimi, who a director I feel like we all know fairly well, right? Like Casey, you've seen some Sam Raimi movies, yes? Yes. Yes. Okay. Like, you know, very least Evil Dead. Yep. You travel in our group, you've seen at least Evil Dead and Army of Darkness. Yeah. Evil Dead 2, probably one of the best ones, although I love Army of Darkness more. I can't explain that dichotomy, but. Drag Me to Hell is actually a really good, just like straight uh, horror movie from him. Like no, no real comedy or cheese in it. It's just a horror movie. That's, and that's the thing. Sam Raimi does two things well. He does horror and he does cheese, because he's also behind the the Hercules legendary legendary journey and Xeno Warrior Princess. And that mm-hmm. man does cheese. Mwah! That was the only thing I'd ever seen him in prior to the Spider Man movies. Oh, I can't, can't watch those. any of the other stuff because it's too scary. At the very least, you should be able to watch Army of Darkness. That's not even a horror movie. Nope. 
can't do it. That's that's a man with a chainsaw hand and a shotgun in medieval era. Like and the and you can't forget the eye. <laughs> God. Oh God! Oh! Throwing fingers. <laughs> I was waiting for that moment in uh, multiverse, but yeah, it, it starts with the whole the you know shit has gone down and we're just suddenly thrust into the climax of whatever shit has just gone down. Well, even even beyond that, you get to the first bit because, spoiler, the first bit is not our Doctor Strange. You can tell because his temples are gray at the wrong, it, it, the, the gray streaks in the wrong spot. And he's got a big ponytail and yeah, he, it's it's he's in like the really cool Defender outfit they did like in the, like the mid mid two thousands or twenty tens. Like that was a really cool costume, uh, but it's it's you know not our Doctor Strange, but they're following universe traveling. Uh, uh, I love you know America MacGuffin Chavez. character uh, America Chavez, I believe. Yeah, yeah, I loved her. Fun, fun new character. Uh, her, but the 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 thing that I did I did enjoy is like once you get like immediately past that and you get to like our Doctor Strange, you essentially get to like Marvel Act Three in record time. <laughs> yeah, and it felt like someone had told Sam Raimi, "Look, we need a big budget war scale kind of fight." Like, oh, does it have to be in the third act? I mean, we just need the good. I'm going to get that out of the way first so I can do the movie I want to do. <laughs> hmm. Yeah. It it really felt like he tried to get as much Marvel stuff done early so he can go like, all right, now I'm doing my movie. Act I got three. I got Feige off my back. Let's hit it. So before we just like rush through everything. I, I, yeah, I wasn't trying to rush. I just meant like just just that. That was the bit that like the, the biggest takeaway was like, he just got. He wanted to check those boxes fast and get to work. Yep. So it's uh, America is being pursued by pos- possessed demons. Wait, we'll get we don't to, have to like recount every minute of the movie no, or something. She's being pursued by possessed demons. Defender Strange at that universe that she's fallen into is helping her try to get through. Well, De- his ass repeats the exact line. From, from Spider-Man. Yeah, from Spider-Man, no that up. in the grand calculus of the multiverse, her sacrifice will mean infinitely more than her life. And then his ass dies. <laughs> yeah. I was watching... I was watching something... Uh, they were talking about, like, the first Doctor Strange, about, like, how how good the first Doctor Strange is. About, like, you know, does show really good character growth for him. Yeah. And they make a comment, having not seen Multiverse of Madness yet, uh, that it is interesting that because uh, like they were talking about like in the context of like what if to where like alternate versions of Doctor Strange don't get the lesson that he learned in in the timeline that we had followed. That yeah. you know, he's not a god that sometimes you have to let some things go, that you have to uh uh trust in in, you know other things and you know it's it's not always just you yeah. uh and like and have to learn how to, like, how to sacrifice uh so <laughs> when i thought about that and i was thinking about the context of this uh this movie i went oh fuck that also explains why like other strangers are assholes because yeah. they don't get it they've not been in a position to where like he was shown up by Peter Parker, who just said, like, the flat out was like, that is, you are wrong. Yeah. Like, yeah, and, and even in context of that movie, too. Yeah. It doesn't have to be that way. And then he would, like, 
Peter showed him. Like, Peter made the sacrifice. So it was just like, my life isn't in the end-all, be-all. It's like, there are multiple people here. Their which is, lives which is, can be more important than mine. Yeah, and which is cool, because he... It does show like he is he is growing, but he still can fall into like the same kind of traps to an extent. And and his experiences, if you know it through the context of the series, are interesting as you kind of go forward. Like he it, it informs later stuff in in a cool way. Yeah, but uh, then we get the the great so America. Whenever she doesn't know how to control her powers, uh, she makes a star shaped portal into other universes. What like whenever she's her life is in danger and she you know basically knows she's getting ready to die, she'll star portal and escape to another universe, and she escapes to our six one six, which we get later dropped. That yes, it is the six one six, which is the comics uh, one. No, creates, that's the thing. I really wish they had picked a different number, which creates a lot of problems. Uh. I get it's a nice it's a nice reference to the thing, but I prefer it not being six one six. Eight one three refers to the it refers to it as six one six. Eight three eight. refers to us as six one six. The yeah. MCU. So that it's it doesn't have it doesn't have to be the canonical six one six from the comics. That's just what the that of the universe has labeled. Quick, uh, quick little aside. Uh, do you know who introduced the concept of uh, the Marvel multiverse and uh, uh, like what what comic series it came from and where it got that number? I do not remember off the top of my head. Captain Britain. Okay. Captain Britain did it. Alan Moore was writing uh, writing Captain Marvel then, and he came up with the idea of like the Captain Britain core. And there's like a you know multiverse of Captain Britains, and ours was six one six. Ah. Well, all right. So, like, it's it is it is a deep like nerd thing that like someone who really loved Captain Britain. Actually, it's probably Chris Claremont because he picked him back up afterwards. Kept that kept that stuff going. Alan Moore, that crazy Rasputin motherfucker. Rasputin, the Rasputin, the most greatest. Never mind. Anyway, <laughs> uh, we come back to the MCU universe uh, with. Uh, dead Defender Strange, which our Strange ends up burying in the garden on the rooftop. <laughs> Important for later. Mm-hmm. And he makes the great passing line of not the first body I've buried up here. <laughs> not, or like, not the worst. Or... Not the worst. Or first thing I've buried up here, yeah. And, which leads Wong, and everyone's like, huh? <laughs> uh, yeah. Sorry, the the... I will admit, like the like, the fight was was pretty cool that they have, like you know, with the big eye thing, uh, to the point like in the trailer, I was like, that man just cut up a, a bus, that's not safe. People will die. And, like I'm watching the movie. Oh, the only people were out of there already. We already saw that. Good job. I'm sorry. I took it all back. So no, you get the great like he's at uh, Christine's wedding and his. Uh... That is a, that is a big undercurrent of that movie is yeah. is him accepting Christine is getting married to someone else. Yeah. And his uh, his pocket square is the cloak, which he rips out when shit goes. Oh, down. you know, I, I I somehow just didn't catch that bit. It, yeah, and from uh, New Rock Stars, he called it from early on in uh, one of the trailers. Shows him like on the balcony, looking kind of panicked, and he was like, 
And they, they pointed out, like, oh, things you missed in the trailer. And he's like, his pocket square is the cloak of levitation. And then, lo and behold, they didn't show it, like, that being it in the trailer, but in the movie. Yep, he rips the pocket square out, and it just immediately unfolds into the cloak. <laughs> yeah, I, I missed that bit. That's that's really cool. And then he uh, bosses down and completely messes up Gargantos. Or whatever yeah. you want to call him, because it was actually one character, but they didn't want to have to pay the estate of whoever invented that character, so they called it another character. And yeah, blah, 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 blah. which is kind of shitty. Um, huh. uh, yeah, no. Uh, so I guess from there, you get to the moment where uh, uh, it was the thing I was most afraid of in the whole thing, which was, man... I really hope that they like don't just say, "Hey, what if uh, what if we made uh, a powerful female character crazy, and we have to kill her?" <laughs> but I mean, it is it is Scarlet Witch. It's Scarlet Witch, and they make a case for it. But you feel like at the end of Wandavision, she had accepted some degree of what had happened. I that was the thing that bothered me a little bit because it was you. It seems like she's. Know. She's accepted what happened to Vision, not her children. The end of also the children. Okay, I do. This does get into to a big problem I have with the whole movie. Where there the is a conceit Vision? they put forward that is dumb. It is there only to service one plot element, and otherwise it makes no sense. What? It is that apparently when you dream, you're just dreaming oh, of the multiverse. Yeah. And I went, that doesn't make a good goddamn bit of sense. I can, so this is the weird, like, we all make, ex- we're making excuses for things we like. But in my, in my head canon, it was these powerful beings who have the, like, they are, they have the ability to see into these other universes. When they dream, <sighs> that's what it is. Because Maybe. But it just have, felt like the way they, they've said it was, like, all your dreams are this. It's like, We've shown in this thing that they, people are having like prophetic dreams that have nothing to do with other universes. I, no, 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 hmm. no. You're doing this exclusively so you can have the excuse for calling an ability dreamwalking to get into a different universe. And I think that's dumb. Uh, sorry, thought, that, I thought that, 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 that's was the it? one, that's the one like thing stuck in my crawl the whole time. I thought dreamwalking was very cheap as a plot device throughout all of it, but I was like, we're just going to go with it, and it led to good things, so I was like, I'll allow it. Yeah. The ability, again, I, I agree, and I was also like, I'll allow the ability. It was just the line of, like, all of our dreams are just the multiverse, and, like, Wong's like, even the one where I show up to school naked or something like that, like, yeah, that happened somewhere. And I was like, that doesn't make sense, really, because there, there, like, there are other dreams that aren't that. There are, whatever. Hmm. <laughs> Me and Brittany had the discussion after the movie. I was like, no, mine is, it's not uh, being naked in school. It's uh, not remember that I'm in college and I've suddenly, I've just gotten out of one class and I've completely forgotten what my next class is or where it is, but I know I have less than five minutes to find it. I've had that one. Uh, (laughs) 
weirdest one I had was uh, in high school when I woke up at like three in the morning saying, uh, uh, I need to make a bear suit for my geometry class. <laughs> I mean, and then I, I, I stopped. I looked at the time. I looked at what was going on. And I went, that's a weird dream. You get, you're an idiot. Go back. Because like, there's about like a 10 second window where I was convinced as I sprung up from bed that this was a this was a factual thing. And I went, whew, that's a stress dream. That's a you need to go back to sleep. That's a that's a reality for me in college. Oh, we got to get that bear suit for geometry. Huh? No, yeah. that's that was reality. <laughs> but so, uh, yeah, back to the multiverse. Back to the multiverse. Uh, uh, well, I was gonna say, like, from you know, from there, you get, you know, like they go to talk to to Scarlet Witch, and like, uh, like, you know, she says the name, like, I didn't tell you her name, did I? I was like, man, no, Wanda, don't be the bad guy, or at least don't be the bad guy right off the bat. That feels weird. But again, Raimi's got to get to his shit. Well, and then as the movie went on, I went, Raimi just wanted to get to his stuff. Never mind. I'm, I'm, as the movie went on, I was kind of excusing a lot of that, but I was like, but in that moment, I'm like, man, why? Raimi was, we got to get some Book of the Damned and we got to get to Mount Wondergore. Yeah. Check. Uh, I mean, I, I'm, I loved, well, okay. Elizabeth Olsen is wonderful mm-hmm. and best also yeah her it, like wandavision was amazing probably still like one top on one of the best disney plus shows that they've done honestly and i do love the scarlet witch outfit i have to say um yeah there was so much of this movie that i could not even like i was like Oop, and then like just covering my eyes because i'm a weirdo uh i unfortunately watched the the thing with the dude and the who like said things and like killed people uh but i had to go to the bathroom and i knew what was coming because i can't do spoilers because my anxiety is like she had already read everything before we went to see it yeah she had to uh, read a full spoiler breakdown because i was like i could not handle it so i knew about the the professor x thing but i was like i'm not even watching this right now as soon as and i was like i have to pee as soon as he walks into her mind, she just jumped up. She goes, I got to go to the bathroom. But it wasn't a subtle, like someone would do, like I'm going to unrecline my seat. She just jumped out of the seat in full <laughs> recline. I, I refused to watch Patrick and Stewart. And sprinted out of that theater. And I was mm-hmm. like, well, he's getting ready to die. <laughs> yeah. Which I knew was going to happen anyway because he's in the full-on X-Men animated series. That was wonderful. Outfit. Did, did anyone else think it was it was weird that, like they do alternate Mordu and you're still kind of like didn't you don't you still have that that cocked gun about Mordu from the end of the last one are we never going to address okay I guess yeah, we're never going to address so, this and he's still kind of a I've a seen it addressed dude in this uh, one. online apparently there's cut scenes and it was in it was on some of the original posters there's reference to it but it'll probably be on uh, the the rele- the home release. But there were cut scenes apparently in the beginning of the movie. He was supposed to be trying to hunt down Wanda in his whole, you know, all the mm. wizards have to die because uh. they're uh, innately evil and they're doing wrong things. And she's doing very evil, very wrong things. But he shows up. Uh, there were clips from early uh, uh, trailers that have him walking up to that house that's off in the background of the orchard. 
uh, and she kills his ass. There is also, I will say, they do a really. I think they probably avoided that. I mean, they probably did that because they were do, uh, cut that because they were they I guess, later probably did like the wedding stuff because they do a lot to make you think that the person that Christine is marrying is Mordu. Yeah. Because hmm. like you kind of see him out of focus in the distance, and he he's got like the same haircut as you remember seeing the character last, and you like you remember seeing him in the trailers, and you're kind of like. Oh, he's he's gonna be him, and then like he finally comes on screen to go. That is not him. Yeah. Huh. That's weird. That's a weird thing to like make you keep thinking like it's because like you're the whole time you're like oh maybe they like they they try to do a thing where you're like maybe they will get together and like the turns out the other guy's evil the whole time. No, no, it's not. Uh, Strange can't have a happy ending. That's just how it can't have a hundred percent happy ending. Uh, but uh, yeah, he was he was supposed to show up and there's going to be a cut scene out there somewhere because they filmed it yeah. because bits of it showed up in trailers early on of him trying to go out there and confront Wanda and she straight up murdered his ass in the horror house. Yeah. In the oh, and that's so in her blood orchard. Uh, what I was going to say before about like, so, okay. Yay. Scarlet witch and all that stuff too. But like, I, I'm only willing to, uh, say forgive. I don't excuse i don't know the the whole trope of it all because the the theme i guess one of the many themes of this movie is also the thing with the dark hold and yes yeah, it, it is corrupting it, it, yeah it is super corrupting and so like her grief which we've already seen is kind of intense from wandavision uh plus the dark hold that she you know had immediately started getting into because uh, I don't know. I really attack at this vault, but um, <laughs> like I I accept the whole she is bad because this book is corrupting her. Like it's mm-hmm. it's exacerbating the whole situation, and I'm like, it, okay, fine. Yeah, it was it was like I kept thinking like the whole time that I'm like they're really underestimating how powerful Scarlet Witch is this entire time because like they 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 establish a whole army to protect Carmitage, and I'm like. Not gonna cut it, guys. I don't. Yeah. Well, and I think you they, you should know how strong this person is. And I'm just like, mm, it's strange and Wong. That's it's hubris o'clock in here, guys. Yeah. I, yeah. I th- I do think they did a really good job of showing. Like by the end of the movie, they're like, just stop messing with her. Like, don't well, walk up to her. Like, let's just... we had the when she's finally taken Wong to Wondergore, and oh, the he's, the reflection crap. He's not even. Well, that was at uh, Comertage. Oh, that's the right. Reflection that's right. Thing, which when the she most... crawls out of the mirror, I was like, Whoa. But we're just going <laughs> to say, like, the when everyone's finally accepted, she's basically all powerful. Wong's not fighting it anymore when they get to yeah. Wondergore. He's just like, I can, what can I do? <laughs> He's like, I'm just here. I'm just, I can wait for my chance to try to maybe do something, but I, that nothing is, nothing is clear. Uh, because she even, she's like, Are you not, are you not going to try and stop me? And he, the, the, he's like, <laughs> <laughs> With what? Uh, uh, I do like, you know, I uh, for for something called the multiverse of madness. I thought there could have been, you know, more multiverses. But yeah, there's yeah. Li- literally just we get one good. Trip well, okay, yeah. There's the, the, the trippy scene, and then otherwise we we kind of just bounce back and forth between two. <laughs> yeah, um, America and Strange end up they cross to the paint universe, and she has to comment. Yeah, it's really hard to eat there. <laughs> the whole time she's just like, food's free everywhere. You guys are weird. <laughs> you get a. Uh, uh, 
Pizza Papa uh, has to say. Hey. Pizza bites with with pizza balls, uh, uh, pizza balls with our our greatest actor of the twentieth century. <laughs> yes, Bruce Campbell. In the I, universe where apparently you do have to pay, which is dumb. Yeah, Pizza Papa. One of the other Pizza yeah. Papa needs paid, but I do have to say I loved his uh, April Fool's joke, where he had the picture of him in the makeup chair and he had the grayed out temples. <laughs> and, and, and the <laughs> caption was just "Love working with my friend Sam Raimi again," <laughs> uh, making everyone think he was going to be like a strange variant or something. Uh. Yeah, uh, and obviously, you know, I guess from there, you know, you have, like, Strange goes to the other place. Things don't go like they expect, and they introduce you to the Illuminati, uh, where, once again, despite as many times as the Internet tries to tell you, if someone tries to tell you on the Internet, oh, this guy is not in this movie. Yeah, This guy is not, not playing this character. Don't hey, look, anybody. there's that guy playing the character that... Yeah. I thought every member of the Illuminati thing was great. Like, that was... That was it was interesting great. to see Blackguard Boltigan. Yeah, that's his. That's his name, by yeah, the way. Yeah. Black Bolt's name is Blackgar Boltigan. Right. That's a, because yeah. the Inhumans are trash and need to never be brought up again. But no, the I, Inhumans are are a really good spice into a story. <laughs> they should not co- take their own thing. Like they are good with like Fantastic Four side characters, or because Black Bolt really impressive power. Slightest whisper can level mountains. He's got a lot of built-up power, and he has to like keep it inside. And if he tries to like speak, he'll kill someone. Mister Fantastic, arrogant, brilliant man, and I think that's pretty on display in this movie. As he's very smart and says a very dumb thing because he's underestimating someone because he thinks he's got a way out of it. Yeah, and his ass just get like spaghettified. Yeah. Oh God. That whole um, situation. Black Bolt, that is just like, she just takes his mouth away and he screams in panic and blows his own brain out. And you're just like, Black oh. Bolt was the, was the one that I, I saw that bit and I went, wow, you still kept a PG-13. Yeah. Yeah. Because the only blood in it is in his eyes. <laughs> you're just oh. like, oh. You just saw like part of his skull collapse in. I'm just like, how? That's worse than any, like a head explosion. And then, so the whole time, with that's another thing that like and makes you see me think, Captain Britain fall into two pieces slowly oh, in the like, background. I, yeah, like, like it blurry yeah. in the background. Yeah. Although I, I just love her being Captain Carter, like in, in existence. Uh, no, the whole thing with like again with like Elizabeth Olsen rocking this whole role, like when she just like plain faced, like what mouth? <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. I mean, admittedly, I saw that bit and I was like, you know what? I I can't root against her in this moment because these are arrogant, arrogant sons of bitches. Yeah, they're all and they deserve like, what is coming yeah. to them right now. Yeah. I also do love <laughs> the the strange Mordu non magic fight of just like <laughs> the handcuffs. Yeah, <laughs> the handcuffs, but he's also just like like I can see why my Mordu thinks you're a dick, <laughs> or your yeah. Mordu thinks you're a dick. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but he lives, and yeah. the rest of that Illuminati get just dismantled. Uh, the the, I mean, past that you get like, you know, America gets captured. You got other 
Doctor Strange, you know, Doctor Strange talking to other Christine where he keeps trying to like process his his feelings and that's that's cool and all, but my roommate was convinced that the 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 evil strange we were going to see was going to be like from what if oh everybody was yeah everyone thought and that I was, was gonna be the case I, I i walked in going no why would it be that why would it be an animated thing that they are 50 50 on if people are going to watch all of yeah um it's going to be similar but it's probably not going to be the same thing uh and then when he pops up they do have a really cool fight like a fight as if you could imagine uh, oh, the music uh thing. I forgot. yeah you can imagine sam raimi looking at good friend oingo boingo's uh uh <laughs> danny elfman who did and most saying, of the soundtrack who it's a sam raimi movie of course he did the soundtrack <laughs> danny elfman works with sam raimi and he works with uh uh tim burton tim burton uh but him just looking at going like so um thinking like some kind of music fight don't okay i'll tell you everything that you're going to be doing now uh could i have some directorial control no no you may not (laughs) because they're fighting music notes yeah yeah, music notes as magic and it's like they're throwing the clefts at each other and it's and and like if you look at the credits it is uh it is a classical piece yeah Mm mm-hmm and it's like like as they're hitting, they're they're playing out the, the the song, and you're just like, that is, oh, that's cool. Uh, and then we get yeah. the greatest. I, I want to call it possession. I love. <laughs> okay, so from that point on, even like the, with the Christine stuff, because that chick was like like that version of Christine or whatever. I can't remember the name of the artifact or whatever that she grabs and d- puts the like candle thing in front of and like, oh, it's the, turns into a, a do a fucking the, grenade yeah, launcher. From, I was thing, like, the thing okay. from the first Doctor Strange. Yeah, and he points at him. And he's like, "You have no idea what that is, do you?" And they're like, it, "It comes back and it's like he was scared of that because it literally sends you to hell." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like she was she was rocking. Like so, from that point on, I was just like, "This is awesome." Um. <laughs> uh, that that whole bit I loved just because it is it is kind of to the core of Doctor Strange, at least from the lessons he learned from the first one. Perhaps the rules don't apply to him, but it's because he is he is willing to bend some rules to try to serve as a greater good. Yeah, where where Wanda in this case is willing to bend some rules to bring back her children to, for, selfish didn't te- for selfish reasons. For selfish reasons. For I mean, and, and, you know. Love is inherently selfish, I guess, to an extent. Yeah, it it it's it's that thing where, like, I mean, yeah, I get it. And <laughs> yeah, yeah, you understand her motivations, but also th- those children that she had were not real. Yeah. Um. So it was very convenient that the universe they popped to was the one though that she was getting dreams of where her kids were. Well, I thought it that like was she. She pinpointed it like she was, you know. No, I know, but it. it was like, well, and I guess that's the point of like, oh, no, America knew which one to go to the whole time. She could, you know, she was technically in control of her powers the whole time. And I'm like, but was she? It, it, yeah, whatever. Yeah. Um, 
like but, the, the 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 resolution of how she gets her gets control of her abilities was a little a little weak, but it was nice to see Strange as Zombie Strange to explain it to her. Yeah, yeah, just being like, hey, you you've taken us absolutely to the one place we needed to go every time we've jumped without you knowing it. So just trust yourself. Yeah, and and it 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 showed you know like the motif of the whole thing. Like Strange is like he doesn't have to be the guy to do it every time. It, 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 this strange is a guy who is willing to let someone else. Yeah. You know, he's willing to empower someone else to do something. But can we just say, I mean, we get the most, the two biggest things in this. They're the most Sam Raimi thing I've ever seen outside of, you know, where he's given full control. And that's the, the hallway Com- run scene. Well, in Comertage, when Wanda's coming through the reflections oh. in the puddles, yeah, that is extremely rainy. That, like that mirror yeah. thing. They're like eyes like. popping out of places where there shouldn't be eyes, and then when Wanda like crawls out upside down and backwards out of the, and it's doing that like slow motion yep. jerky yep. bodies shouldn't bend this way thing. Yeah, like that is very Sam Raimi. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I feel like because like there have been things like, oh, this Doctor Strange isn't doing as well as other Doctor Stranges. And I'm like, I feel like there's a lot of people who are going in to watch a Doctor Strange movie who are like like watching a Marvel movie. And they're like, this is different from the others. And then there are people going in who are like fans of Sam Raimi going like, this is what I came for. Yeah. And as soon as he put you, as soon as it becomes evident, he's possessing the dead body. Yeah. You're just like, yes. And then the zombie strange <laughs> and it it stands up with all the triumphantness. Like even the like the sky in the background is doing that quick whipping that Raimi does in a lot of his like the transition weird, scenes. The, the weird demons that he's like he ends up just taking control of. Yeah. He turns them into a cape yeah. to fly with, and you're like, Mmm, that's because, good. Because they set Well, and because Christine set is, Christine set it up even. Because she's like, yeah. use them. <laughs> But yeah. they'd also set it up when Wong was like, sorcerers can't tread on Wonder Gore. Mm. <laughs> so, yeah, so he takes a corpse. So that's a, like, mm. a Strange is like, well, I can't walk there physically because Wong got there because Wanda was like, well, I'm just going to fly your ass up there magically. And yeah. so Strange is like, how am I going to get there? Cape of damned <laughs> souls, fly me over. <laughs> don't you love how excited Wong is to see Doctor Strange he's doing also like, it too? I don't want to know. Because like he's, fine. he's like, I don't want to know. I'm just glad you're here. And <laughs> yeah. he's like, like I know you've done something horrible and probably evil, but I know you're not doing it for a bad reason. Good job. And that's the so and the fact that zombie zombie corpse Strange is so 80s practical effects. It's not good effects. You're looking at like. That that is just like latex rubber, you know, mask, <laughs> and it's bad, but it's so good because it's so Sam Raimi. Yeah, and then you know you get your your conclusion and all that, but I mean honestly, the 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 fun was not like getting to the end of the movie. The fun was coming along with the movie as you got to see some of this, some of this cool stuff. That shit so. insanity. And then yeah. so there's the, so the after credits thing, like the corruption from the Darkhold. His his leftover bits of that was the third eye, and then uh, he meets, and the thing with Charlize Theron. Yeah, who apparently, like, even I had to look up. Oh, that's Doctor Strange's wife because they didn't give you a name. It's like I don't know, purple lady. I don't know who that's. She's like <laughs> Dormammu's niece. niece? Yeah. yeah, something. Yeah, and like when I finally had to look it up, I was like, oh, she's the sorceress supreme for the dark dimension. Yes, 
Uh, we again, we we, watched we had the to look it up too. Also, how does Charlize Theron just stay hot? Right? She's been hot for like thirty years. Yeah, I don't know. That's annoying. <laughs> I, I'm just saying, like that that woman just just doesn't age. Like her and Paul Rudd, yeah, their children would be immortal. It's all those probiotics. That's, that's true. It's all those prebiotics. <laughs> Speaking, uh, okay. of, uh, speaking of pre's, uh, so Obi-Wan. Yeah, I was going to say, let's get to Obi-Wan real quick. South African. Yeah, yeah she's South Charles, African. Yeah. She, and actually, I, the, some of those like weird, is it Vanity Fair or Variety? I don't know. What are those those weird like video series on YouTube? Did she, she speak in Afrikaans? Africa, yeah, and I'm just like, wow. all right. <laughs> Ooh. The problem is, like, you say Afrikaans, and all I'm thinking, like, oh, she's white in South Africa. Well... You know what her grandparents did. Yeah. Maybe her <laughs> yeah. parents. Yeah. Start to anyway. feel everything starts to feel a little musky. When you stop uh, going, Oh yeah, that's right. His family owns a jade mine in South Africa. Or his dad does. Yeah. Uh anyway. Looked up uh, the difference between prebiotic and probiotic. Anybody got an idea? One makes you uh, <laughs> one one makes you poop and one one anticipates the poop. <laughs> so it's pro- the ghost of poops yet to come. <laughs> so a probiotic insinuates that there is a live bacteria. Typically, it's the same bacteria that you use to make Berliner Weiss beers oh, yeah, the- or um, or pickling things. Um, but with the the assumption is that those Flora of uh, or fauna? I don't know. Of bacteria, flora, gut flora. Because I mean, they're fauna. alive. Yeah, fauna. Fauna is like all living things in an ecosystem. Flora is is, is I think specifically plant life. Plants, and then they are not plants because they're bacteria. So I think fauna is correct. Which is its oh. own. Yeah. Anyway. Um. But anyways. Uh, it's got all those. Prebiotic is nothing more than fiber. No. Oh. So it's not alive anything. A prebiotic is the fiber that the... So Metamucil, is, Metamucil is a prebiotic? Metamucil would probably be a prebiotic virus, yes. Unless it is an insoluble fiber, so maybe it's the ones that they can't eat. I don't know. So, so the idea is that it's just the, the fiber that your gut bacteria can't eat. Well, so okay. if you've got bad gut bacteria, then a prebiotic may give you gas. Yeah. Today yeah. I learned. Today See, I learned. I just uh, had to look it up whenever we were talking about that earlier. Yeah. Uh, so Obi-Wan. Uh, yeah, yes. our good friend Obi Wan probably taking both pre and probiotics to pass all that uh, <laughs> all that sand, all that stolen. I don't know what to call. It. it looks like salmon coming off of something. It's not a crate oh. dragon, whatever that is in Tatooine that he keeps stealing. Might be a crate dragon. That's about the only thing that's that big on Tatooine that I know of. Yeah, but it didn't look like a, it looked like a big fin. It could have been like scales, sandworm. God, like there are Tatooine's already really pushing that dune. <laughs> I can see situation. Yeah. 
No, like, no. You don't have Star Wars without Dune. I'll say that straight yeah. up. Oh, it's obvious. Uh, I don't know what they're calling it. It looks like the sandworm is definitely something that's uh, that's been around for a while. Dune yeah. came out in the 60s. Oh, no, no. I'm not saying pre-Dune. I'm saying, like, pre-this this thing. Yeah, no, I just mean I don't know that they've ever established there are sandworms in Star Wars. Yeah, you have different things that's, that are kind of, of that vein. Cause you have the Sarlacc and the Crate Dragon. You've got so, that big uh, meteor, uh, meteor living thing. Yeah. So like that's kind of what I was Empire. saying is that um, they do have sandworms. It was in the Super Star Wars um, video game that came out on NES or SNES. Oh, yeah, I remember that. And then also it was in Star Wars The Old Republic. And um, oh, The Old Republic, not Knights of yep. the Old Republic. OK, the MMO. Yeah, RPG. Yeah. yeah, which I did also play, but um, and then ended up in a Star Wars Galaxy magazine short story, maybe. Hmm. All right. Well, anyway, we, we open uh, on uh, as I, I like to refer to him as kicked dog Obi Wan, <laughs> and it's very disheartening to see. It's like a, I think this is gonna turn out to be a great like rediscovery of faith story because it's very much like episode one it, you quickly come to terms with he has lost his faith like yeah. 100% he has like no it feels like no connection to the force anymore uh, yeah he's uh well it's it's kind of like how you have to how he would have to survive he, like, he's in survival mode right now yeah so not be found he he had to just like sever himself from the force otherwise they would use it to find him yeah and like they they, they well because they do actually before they introduce him they do a whole thing where they show the inquisitors and like they're hunting jedi and they they point out that jedi can't help themselves they they have to help others and they use that to to, to draw them out to hunt them and they use uh, that to subvert you in this whole thing, because they start showing people in need around Obi Wan, and you keep waiting for it. You're know, like, "Well, where's the hat going to drop that he's helping them, and it's going to bring this whole thing to a head?" And he's not. Yeah, because he knows if he tries, if he gets starts doing too much stuff, he's going to get killed. And he's he's just trying to folk keep his eyes on the prize, and that prize, that sweet sweet baby Skywalker boy. Wait, that sounds weird. <laughs> But for some reason, when he jumps on top of the uh, the house and he's pretending to pod race, I wanted to see like a sudden jolt of like the his strength of the force, and he just like rocks it off the foundations. Uh, <laughs> he just he just willed the house into becoming a pod racer, and it just like moves off the foundation. For some reason, I wanted to see that. Like this is one of those things that like they're the, when they show the Inquisitors, it it. It really kind of helps me. It makes me wonder, like how in in a new hope, it seems as if Jedi's have been gone long enough that, like, like there's been a, you know, an active campaign to like suppress information about them. Uh, but it's been long enough that people are like, oh yeah, no, like the Force doesn't exist. Like Han Solo thinks it's like all oh, hokum and religion. 
he in theory should have been alive in time to have seen some of that stuff. Now, admittedly, he was in a different, you know, whatever. But I don't know. Like when I when I see the Inquisitors, you're like, if if people know who they are and they know that these these Imperial agents move around hunting Jedi, you gotta know like they like, you know, it's like saying like superpowers never existed. They existed. They existed. You know, twenty years ago. Yeah, but it's at that point, as they keep saying, like they've they've gotten them all. They're just yeah. There are none left. Like the one we see in Episode One, because there is another Jedi hiding out on Tantooine, who had actually tracked Obi Wan there somehow, and he was you know looking for help. And Obi Wan's like, "The fuck you talking about? Get the hell away from me! <laughs> you're, you're about to you're about to blow my cover, motherfucker! Get out of here!" It does. It, it does scream very much of a uh, uh, being a deep undercover like Witsec thing, yeah. and it's because at that point that they even the Inquisitors are like, look, they're he's he's already gone. They're like, they're we've gotten all pretty much all the Jedi. It's just the scraps left now. We've we've given up on Obi Wan. Why? We ain't seen him in ten years. Who that man couldn't stay down for ten years? He can. He can play the long game, as we find out. And he's got to rebuy his fucking motherboard or whatever from the same Jawa <laughs> I did, over and over. I did like the Jawa and him going like, if you're going to sell me back my parts for my vaporator, could you at least clean them? Cleaning is extra. <laughs> he's, you're admitting that you're, <laughs> you're a little thief. Uh, Yeah, I, I also like for me. I was immediately like, well, if the jaw was milling around in his hovel. It's like, how has it not found the lightsaber? And it's like, oh, because it's buried in the middle of the desert. <laughs> I didn't realize because I, I never really I hadn't I put it together, I guess, until uh, 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 until this, because like, he Get pulls out, out his dirt. lightsaber and you, you have uh he has Anakin's in there too, like yeah. the first one that Luke u- Luke used. Yeah, Luke's made lightsaber outside of having a different crystal has a very similar hilt to Obi Wan's. Yes. Uh, like I was looking at, it's like, how have I never noticed how much that looks like? Hmm. All right. Strikingly like. Yeah. Uh. But yeah. Uh, I had been joking. Like, obviously, he's not. He's doing his best not to use the force and all that. But I had joked uh, uh, with my roommate uh, before the thing had come out. It's like, oh, Obi Wan versus some Inquisitors. Look, the reason you're going to have to, the way they're going to have to keep tension is that he's just going to keep refusing to pull his lightsaber out. If he pulls his lightsaber out, those guys are dead. Like, like, oh, they're very good. I don't think you understand how good Obi Wan is. That so, man cut down Sith like they were, you know, going out of style. For a long time, yes. Uh, we're just, we're just gonna say you got to get to episode two. <laughs> okay. I mean, that's fine. I'm just saying like that was my thoughts before I ever watched any of the thing. I'm just like, yeah. yeah. Were he, you know, doing his stuff, top of his game? There's no way they they'd ever they'd even come close to him. Yeah. That's that that would be my actual my actual statement. But, but one of the Inquisitors has a hard-on for him, and even the, you know, the head Inquisitor is like, nah, <laughs> just stop. <laughs> on the shit down. 
Uh, also, Child Leia, very adorable. She's so sassy. Just, <laughs> I just love that. Also, really glad to see Jimmy Smits playing Bail Organa again. Yep. Yes. Because him playing, you know, him doing Bail Organa and just being like, like you can almost tell, like, you're going to need to apologize to your cousin, even if you're right and he is a little piece of shit. Yeah. That's, I mean, essentially what he said. <laughs> and, and the mother, I guess, they come out. It's like, ah, she's run off again. I don't know where she gets this from. You mean who? <laughs> just looking at him like, you know what you've done. You've encouraged this. <laughs> uh, I, I, I don't know. The on the first episode, like the my favorite thing is still like the, the, uh, the whip that she snaps at her cousin verbally. <laughs> I just oh, so good. Shut him uh, right the fuck up. Casey, what are your what are your thoughts? Casey's dead. Sorry, I was on mute. Um, I'm I'm a little afraid because I don't recall where one episode stopped and the other begins. Wait, episode right, two, the, en- episode episode. episode one ends where uh, uh, Leia gets her droid out and tries to cut her thing out after being kidnapped, and they reveal that um, the bad guys have been planning to catch Obi Wan the whole time, and Obi Wan gets on a spaceship. Like that's with his lightsaber. That's and, that's the end of the. And Flea was okay. canonized in <laughs> Star Wars. Star Wars. <laughs> Flea uh, is officially in the canon oh, for Star yes. Wars. Oh, yes. Peppers. Fucking Flea. I, okay, yeah, because I kept staring at him like, why do you look so familiar? Yeah. I can't, I can't place it. Fucking Flea. <laughs> yeah. It would also explain why I kept seeing so many posts about Flea on social media. They're like, what? why is everyone talking about Flea? <laughs> I gotta say, so oh, go most of the stuff that um, I am really wanting to talk about happened in part second. two. Then. Yeah. Oh, um, well, I mean, I can I can leave and let you guys you know, talk no, amongst yourselves. We'll, we'll get to it at a, a later date. But things, um, things really crack but, open in two. Well, let me just the- say the other Jedi. The guy. Ah. Oh that. yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. apparently it's a two spoiler. Yeah. So, um, absolutely wonderful. Yeah, I, I enjoy that part. But um, part one, I mean, it sets it up about how you've got to use this to say why is this old man spent ten years in the desert, and it, right. uh, it does feel very unforgiven, like in the beginning of it, like you know the the Clint Eastwood Western where he's like an old gunfighter that's given it all up. And then gets called out for like a job, and he's trying his best not to do what he's he's doing. And then like by the end, like he's just gonna like you you brought this on yourself. He's gonna resist it so hard for so long at every turn when it would be the easiest, most beneficial thing to do. But he's like, I won't be pulled back into it. I won't. And then finally at the end, he's just like, you all asked for this, and unleashes it. Yeah. <laughs> And everyone realizes they just woke a demon. <laughs> You're like, we, we have fucked up. We mm-hmm. have we have made a mistake. Um, it also brings vibes of Moses and the Israelites. <laughs> um, 
just because you know exile well not yeah. really exiled but you know walking Lost around the wilderness, the wilderness for 40 years essentially exiled. Yeah. yeah and and uh star wars moses also known as obi-wan isn't going to go into the promised land <laughs> well or maybe he does um but basically his story ends and and in the next series you know four five six his story kind of ends and goes on to the next folks so i don't know just some yeah, it was sad to see him like wake up in the middle of the night calling out for 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 Qui Gon, mm. like, and he's he, he just can't hear him. I was like, mm, I haven't worked out how to talk to the dead or how to stay a Force ghost, have you? Can't hear him, mm. or are they not answering because Obi Wan's not learned his lesson that he needs to take from everything yet? Because there was, uh, there were pictures in like Entertainment Weekly or something of him. Like kind of like waking up in a sweat with the force ghost kind of bluish glow on his face. And they're like, you can't fuck, you don't even lie to us. They're like, he's going <laughs> to, there's going to be him communing with Qui-Gon. It happens. Don't lie to us. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I was wondering the whole time. I was like, are you going to get a full, you know, Liam Neeson as Qui-Gon or is it just going to be uh, uh, off screen? I think we're going to get Qui-Gon full-on Force Ghost. Or, or uh, Force Time. You're going you're gonna to get uh, uh, Qui-Gon looking at him going, I don't have much money. What I do have <laughs> a particular set of skills. Particular set of knowledge. I was a crazy ass into Jedi mysticism. <laughs> uh, Liam right. Neeson's pushing 70 so uh, hopefully they already <laughs> got insane. those pieces in the can <laughs> yeah uh, oh well I want to watch some of these interviews with Hayden Christensen and Ewan McGregor am, apparently they're amazing I am excited to see how they're going to work Hayden Christensen into this Yeah, because a lot of things we're, we're listening to the let's talk about Star Wars where they're like so it's not just going to be him in the Vader suit. There's because there would have been no reason. Like, why get him specifically? You back? didn't. You wouldn't have had to pay out the big bucks to get him to put on the the Vader suit or to wear the like, you know, burn victim uh, latex outfit. <laughs> like, there's a reason they got Hayden Christensen. What is it going to be? Like, are we going to get? Are there going to be new flashbacks or what? Why did they get him? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, although the two of them seem to be very excited that they are, uh, you know, people people aren't aren't you know crapping on them. They're like, look, guys, we weren't mad at you. We we're mad at George Lucas. Mm. We're sorry you got caught in the crossfire. I love that though. The the interviews <laughs> they've been like, yeah, Ewan, McGre- shit script. <laughs> Ewan McGregor was like, have you have you ever read one of these scripts? Like the dialogue is awful. <laughs> like it's terrible. Like you should feel sorry for anyone who has to act in a Star Wars film because <laughs> what they are handed and expected to bring to life is terrible. <laughs> and he just be like, "No, that was awful. Like we were given awful scripts with awful writing and did the best we could." Yeah. What and and George Lucas is notoriously he's not an actor's director. Like you can't get him to 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 tell you, you know what? How, you know, oh, he uh, his 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 things would just typically be like, do it faster, do it better. Like those aren't good notes. So, whatever. I'm looking up like 
Hayden Christensen's IMDb. He's <laughs> not done much. No, he's not done much. He, not since he, the Star yeah. Wars stuff, and then he. I'm gonna say he got uh, Joffreyed because uh, it's the same thing with the kid who did. Who played? Well, he voluntarily like was like, nah. Yeah, yeah, because after you play someone who was so hated, it's just like, well, I'm gonna hang this career up because it's not gonna go anywhere. But apparently, he is credited on his IMDb uh, as in filming uh, for the Ahsoka series. Oh. Yeah, I mean that would make sense, especially yeah. if 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 you had seen Rebels, that makes sense. Yeah. So hmm. there's a scene in Rebels I want to get to. Is it in Rebels or Clone Wars where the two of them face off and they're the? Uh, it's in Rebels because if he's in Vader outfit, it's it's it's, yeah, it's Rebels. It's something about she she fucks him up, and you're getting this like anakin slash vader voice coming out because his yeah. armor's been all they, fucked up yeah they they cut like a little bit of his visor and she realized you know kind of realizing what's going on she's just like <sighs> yeah uh but yeah and week after next we'll talk i was just say uh, the nice thing is that the next episode is like it's going to be Wednesdays from now on. So like we don't have that much longer until the next new episode of it. Yeah, but it's the first a, I think. So I have to try to sneak in episodes as I can. I, I have six. not told my roommate I've started watching it yet. <laughs> uh, there's only six episodes and we've already got two of them. Yeah. So it's like it, not a lot of this we'll, left. We'll be two more down the road before we get together again. Yeah. Also, what was your either of your favorite part about the Chip and Dale movie? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, um, probably either the deep deep cut Roger Rabbit reference or uh, uh, Seth Rogen laughing at themselves. <laughs> the, the, yeah, that was by far my favorite. Yeah, the eyes. <laughs> yeah. Oh God. Yeah. To be honest, I'm, I'm just laughing at your dead cold, eyes. Dead eyes. Dead eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and even like embraces the like dumb laugh. Oh God. Uh. Uh. So good. Yeah, that was a. It, it was it was it was a pretty fun movie. I, I like I was kind of like I got done. I was like I was hoping for more because I had how much everyone was talking it up. But I was like it's still fun. I enjoyed it. It wasn't. Yeah, it wasn't like a regrettable thing in in the least. No. Um, uh, yeah, it was just fun. It's all it's also weird to hear like you know because at the same time you have to remember like at the end of the day it's a Disney thing you know because you're like John Mulaney. I'm waiting for some, him to be like <laughs> to say something very um. You know, not Disney friendly. I don't say. love John Mulaney and and Andy Samberg as as Chip and Dale, no. mostly because they're not voice actors. Yeah, well, John like, Mulaney does. Mulaney, Mulaney does voice acting, but he's a comedian. Uh. Like that's that's his that's his his shtick. Like he's not exactly like you don't go to John Mulaney to be a to be a fine actor. <laughs> Fair. Uh, he does fine. Like I'm not saying I thought he was bad. I just was like, mm. I wasn't in love with the performance. But I was like, okay, it's fine. Well, it's like uh, <laughs> it reminds me of that thing from Loki. But um, uh, oh, what's his actual name? Owen Wilson. Owen Wilson, Mobius. Yeah, when he was, they were. It was like an interview thing afterward or whatever, like a behind the scenes, I think. And like uh, Tom Hiddleston had asked him like oh. something about like whether he had acted in Hamlet and. Because it was, was like, 
literally nobody has ever asked. It's like nobody asks me because in the interview he's even like got a cowboy hat and like just like casual dumb shit on. What did he say? He's um uh it's like Vince Vaughn's never looked over at me and asked me if I've ever been in Hamlet. He's <laughs> <laughs> like yeah. <laughs> And Tom Hiddleston's like, I don't know. I'm just, he's like, no. no. Old Wilson was like commenting on like kind of how intimidating it is to be on the set of a Marvel production <laughs> because it, he feels like he's the fish out of water despite being like the, you know, the one of the highest earning actors there. He's not done stage acting. He's never done theater. <laughs> and most of the people in Marvel stuff are big theater people. <laughs> You you need like for sci fi fantasy stuff. You need like theater Shakespearean kind of people. Yeah, over the top. Know, you need people who understand how to deliver things that someone's not going to understand every last word from, but they're at least going to be able to get you know get the the emotion out of these words. Yeah. All right, friends and neighbors. Yep. Well, yeah, should probably call it. We'll reconvene yep. in two weeks' time with a with a good glass of scotch. And oh, scotch! Bob, I need to know when you are going to watch Moon Knight. Like whenever it happens, not like ahead of time or whatever. But okay, I know. We should do a watch party too. Watch party. I There's, really um, love. Like everybody's giving crap. Of, I, although the Rotten Tomatoes score is actually pretty good, but like I really loved the Moon Knight series. Man, that, I'm just not excited to get to get started on it for whatever reason. That episode five though is just—I know you keep—it is that up, much. But, um, but I just—I think Oscar Isaac did such a good job. Is anyone I'm sure he does. Feige? Like he, anyway, sorry. And the and the the goddess and okay. Anyway, yeah, it's it's freaking good. That's all. <laughs> all right. Well. All right. That's it. Uh, we're gonna hang it up. So uh, yeah, goodbye, goodbye. Love peace, chicken grease. Indeed.